cast iron, but what you could do is you could boil your dogs in your coffee pot and then remove them and then make coffee with the hot dog water. And now you've got a little hot dog essence in your coffee while you're eating your dog and listening to Bob Ross paint happy trees. As disgusting as that sounds, I feel like I absolutely have to try that. Yes. It's like a limp biscuit kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do it in a Keurig, but I'll... <laughs> well, okay. Just Here's what you do then. You just boil I'm, I'm going to boil the water with the hot dogs in it and then pour it into, it into the Keurig uh, yes. and then just kind of go from there. I feel yeah. like your wife will never forgive you for that. I, she'll be so Don't pissed. tell her. I'm going to have to buy a new Keurig. Yeah, like, I'm just going to buy a separate like a one. one. One pot. gentlemen welcome to season two episode two of columbus uncut podcast today we have a special episode as we are doing our collab with the meat bucket podcast so we'd like to welcome you as caleb and i bring you current events sports beer guests and all things columbus ohio unfiltered and uncut uh we'd like to introduce the hosts of the meat bucket podcast who we have here today with us nick and jake welcome guys Thank you for having us. This is uh, fantastic. And I like how you do it live. Yeah, it's nice. It's a real treat to be live in front of It's a lot truly of uncut. Like, you, you come in with your intro while we're sitting here, like, hitting record. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't it, do that. It takes me, like, 10, 10 attempts, like, alone in my room spinning that up. But this is Nick for all those listening. It's good to be here. Yeah, and I'm happy to be here as well. This is Jake, and we're sitting in a nice... Nice, like, sports-crafted basement. we got a little golf playing in the background. We've got some food in front of us. We've got some beers to review. I can't wait to listen to what you guys have to say. So thanks for having us. I'm just glad somebody else got to come and enjoy the basement bar that we get to enjoy every single Friday, you know? Every Friday? Every Friday. You do this every Friday. We don't, we don't miss an episode. And if we do, it's because we got too drunk. Yeah. Wow. So. Has happened. The vibe down here is, uh, as we say, extra pure. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. I just try to uh, bring the vibes for everybody to get the party going. That's all I know how to do. It is the premier Hilliard podcasting studio. So, I One mean, of the best podcasting studios I've been in, yeah. that's for sure. It's also nice when, I mean, it's like one beer down, the next one in your hand, one beer. It's like, do you need another one? You need another one? You need another one? You need oh, another yeah, one? that's every They'll that's start every going Friday. down even more like water <laughs> in about 12 minutes. Well, before we get started, uh, we'd like to, of course, remind everyone to follow both us and The Meat Bucket on social media. So if you would like to find us, you can follow us at both Twitter and Instagram. We are at Columbus underscore uncut. We do have a Discord room. Um, would like to point out in our Discord room, I kind of uh, streamlined it a little bit. So there's channels in there where you can give us beer suggestions to review on the podcast um, and there's also a channel on there to give us food suggestions as well. Uh, if you have any restaurants, you, restaurants you'd like us to review here in the Columbus area. So 
by all means, join the Discord. Get you a little, <clears throat> get a little uh, involved in the podcast. I guess you could say. Um, get involved. And uh, we'll, we'll by all means take any suggestions you have for beer or restaurants, and definitely go out and review them. Um, we also have a Teespring where you can go on and buy any Columbus Uncut merch, uh, hoodies, sweatshirts. Um, we have pint glasses. Uh, I'm still waiting for the Columbus Uncut headband to get on there so that I can have a Columbus Uncut headband and roll with that. But uh, one thing that I haven't mentioned before that we do have on our Teespring is you can get free shipping with the discount code UNCUT. So, hey, if you don't want to pay shipping, if that's what's stopping you from buying our sweet merch, you can put the discount code UNCUT and get free shipping. Um, the last thing that we like to remind everyone we do have a link tree, so it's on. It'll be in the show notes for this show. Uh, you can find it on our Instagram page. But basically, it'll take you to any of our websites, any of our websites, uh, our Teespring, Discord, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. It's like what a homepage for for the podcast. So, uh, how about you guys? Everybody, go follow those links immediately. And while you're there, uh, follow our links too. So I'd say the best place to find us uh, is on our website at themeatbucketpod.com. Just go ahead and throw that in your old browser, and you'll find links to our Instagram handle, links to every episode. We actually have a Facebook page now, uh, and we also have a link tree. Uh, so if you are on our Instagram page, you can click there and get to all these different places. But uh, I'd say the best place to uh, learn about the meat bucket is www.themeatbucketpod.com. I was going to say, I'm kind of hip to the Discord thing. I think that's kind of tight. I don't. I know a lot of people aren't like, oh, man, what's Discord? Check it out. It's actually a pretty cool um, software. I know it's pretty well known with like gaming and other things like that, YouTubers, but it's definitely a good thing to have. I was going to say, I use Discord for gaming. I did not know that it could kind of go this route, and then Sean started one, and he was like, uh, so yeah, we have a Discord page, and I was like, what are we going to do on there? Like, just, And then it turns out we'll be able to like chat with people. I mean, Nick, you already were in there the other day giving some like sweet Nashville restaurants while Sean was stranded down there. So, I mean, that's a good thing right there off the rip just other people even in columbus throw on some places to go eat some beers to try like sean was saying so yeah and shout out to my guy justin littlejohn down in nashville for those restaurant recommendations and uh did you get to try any of them i did not thanks to the great snowstorm of 2022 that uh happened i was planning to go out to east side bond me um and try them out but I went out, and as soon as I hit the roads, I saw that McDonald's and Taco Bell and everything was closed, and they weren't letting anyone out on the roads, so I had to turn around and go back to the hotel and eat gas station beef jerky and combos for dinner. Criminy. So, it was, it was a, <laughs> That's a disaster. It was a rough night in Nashville, for sure. I wasn't even supposed to be there last night. I was actually supposed to drive back, but the roads were so horrible. I had two cars spin out in front of me within 30 minutes of it starting to snow. Um, it was just absurd. So long story short, I did not make it out. But I did pass a list on to other people that I was down there with that are in Nashville permanently. So hopefully they get to check it out. I was going to say, when you asked me if I knew any restaurants, I've been to Nashville like t two, three times. The only place I was mentioned was Hattie B's Hot <laughs> Chicken. And I'm pretty sure that's like, 
the place that every person who's never been there is supposed to go, and then you just wait in line for like three hours. No, the list I got was amazing because right. I knew like everyone's going to give you the broad street places to go for Nashville, but it was like the like who's who of like towny places to go. So I was definitely looking forward to being able to go to one when I got extended there a day, and then snowstorm ruined it. So, um, but. To get into the episode, so what we'll be covering today, um, we'll have our normal beer segment, we'll have our food segment, where we actually had some food from the butcher and the grocer meats, um, and we will get into basically a free-form interview with uh, all of us here. So, pretty basic lineup, no sports content tonight. Uh, we may talk about it a little, but there's no sports segment tonight, so we wanted to make sure we allotted enough time for all four of us to uh, to have plenty to say. So Penny would make her way down here at some point. That's a crafty dog. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you got to get a picture of her on the pod because she doesn't know we're we're live on the mark. She can't hear. She is right. a deaf dog. Yeah, she's a good looking dog. She is handsome. Is that how you say that? I think all dogs are handsome. So she she usually goes with beautiful, maybe. Yeah, but. Or handsome. I mean, if we're I mean, using proper terminology, she's a good-looking bitch, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Well, so on my basement door, that's actually a cat door from the original owner. We just, like, left it up. We painted it up and everything to make it look nice. She is not supposed to fit down that. My wife just said she squirmed her way and made it through that door, so now we got to lock it the opposite way and make sure that doesn't happen again. Well, what I think, <clears throat> when you lose one of your senses... You know, it, it strengthens other senses, right? right? So she's deaf, so her sniffer's got to be, like, insane. And we have a couple of burgers sitting down here. That exactly. We're just recently cooked. It's butcher and grocer ground beef with some uh, some white cheddar mm. on some tasty butcher and grocer house buns. We'll get into the food segment, obviously, right, here right. in a bit. Um, but I think she's smelling that and just, like, had to sneak her way down here. 100%. Well, and I'm hoping that Jake is going to cut that other one in half because there's no way I'm eating a whole piece. that Just for the food segment, I don't need it right now. I was going to say, they're cut in half, man. I want Luke right now to hit me with a little jazz intro to the beer segment here. I think we need to get that going. All right. It's the beer segment. We're going to crack these bad boys. Oh, don't you just love that sound? perfect doesn't get any better wow nice little smell coming from that already today we are drinking wolf's ridge citrus surfer it's an american ipa 4.6 percent alcohol 3.75 out of 5 rating on beeradvocate.com that's where i kind of go to get my ratings um for all my beers tons of like random people it's kind of like a a Reddit, but for beers. So I, I trust everybody's rating and their comments and whatnot uh, <clears throat> on there. This beer is infused with grapefruit, orange, and lime zest. So give it a little swirl if you haven't already. The nose is fabulous. A lot of good aromas coming yeah. out when we cracked that. I agree. I, I got an instant smell, which I feel like... Some beers, you don't really get that every single time, but that one kind of shot off a little bit of citrus right off the rip, you know what I mean? 
Um, <clears throat> one thing I thought was kind of weird when I was researching this beer, uh, I went on the website, you know, to search all the different beers that they have. And every time I would type this one in in their search bar, it would just go page not found. Page not found. So it's literally not even on their website anymore. I don't know if they discontinued it, changed the name, no clue. Um, but I did find some information out about the brewery uh, to tell everyone if you haven't been to Wolf's Ridge before. Uh, it was started by a father and son, Alan and Bob Sutter, S-Z-U-T-E-R. I'm guessing that's how you say it. I don't know if anyone's got any other pronunciation guesses. We'll go with it. Okay. Uh, the father had a uh, passion for fine dining. Son had a love for craft brewing. So their uh, slogan is a love for fine dining and a passion for craft brewing. Established 2013, located in Columbus, Ohio. Um on their website, uh, they don't. That's literally all they talk about themselves. Most breweries have like, oh, we have this many tanks. You know, this is how much we produce every single year. All those different kind of things, but they had absolutely no information. Um, so I'm kind of just going to their website right now to kind of give everybody a little bit of insight on what you're looking at. Um, <clears throat> they do have what looks like four places that you can actually go to drink their beer. You got their fine dining room. Uh, you got their tap room, a hickory room, which don't know what that is, but we're going to find out. And then it looks like as of fall 2021, they have another place called the understory. Hmm. Also don't know what that is, but seems like some kind of place to check out. I do like Wolf's Ridge beers. I've had a few of them before. I haven't had this particular one, um, but I've actually never eaten there. I don't know if either of you guys have eaten there. I have to say, um, <clears throat> yeah, I've been to Wolf's Ridge quite a few times. I used to live down in German Village, so it wasn't that hard to get, get to downtown. Um, <clears throat> they have one of the finest brunches in all of Columbus. I mean, they, they really put out. Their kitchen is, is, is fire. So the fine dining is, the fine dining is, really, a is thing. Yeah. really, really, really well done. Their beer is always very consistent, but they, they were one of the first ones to do it do it right in my opinion you know you got like some staple restaurants you right. got the lindy's the barcelona's there's other ones you know you used to have g michael's bistro down there now you got uh chapman's down in german village but like for a brunch in columbus it was like milestone 229 was kind of the place and then wolf's ridge kind of dwarfed them man they yeah. really do well so where where was it in german village where was what was Oh, uh, Wolf's Ridge is downtown. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, yeah. but you're just I was just saying it. I was down in German Village, but oh, gotcha. <clears throat> just being close to that brunch scene, you're only like five minutes away. Uh, and yeah, I, I always, man, go there and get some bloodies, get some of their, they have a crazy menu. At least they used to. Yeah, looking on their website, the menu looks insane and they've got all kinds of wine, liquor. I mean, everything you can imagine on their ciders, tons of stuff. So, I mean, I've been to the, uh, one downtown, which I'm assuming is just the tap room, and probably I'm not I'm not sure if that's where the fine dining they, part they of do it have is. Food at that okay, one, yeah. I only went there to have airport beers sure. before I went to the airport, so no worries. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to go back and check it out and actually test out the food and do all those kinds of things. But uh, we're drinking the beer today, and it's damn good. I have to say, one thing I want to say, like if you look at the label, what did you say were the notes in it? 
It was uh, let's see what it was. It grapefruit, here? orange, grapefruit, and... orange, and lime zest. Look at that! It's the I'd... label is the grapefruit, right. orange, and lime zest just wrapping around it. I've never seen a style. I mean, I'm not a huge beer drinker, but and it tastes pretty dang good. But it's called an easy IPA. Yeah, it, it does taste taste easy, which I like about it. It's a little lighter. I really love, and this is kind of leading into the next part of the beer segment. We go next to poundability. So, and we didn't know anything about poundability being an actual beer rating system until we interviewed uh, Jenny, who owns the account Seabus Bites and Booze on Instagram. Uh, she has a friend that works for Budweiser, and literally Budweiser has a rating for their beers on how poundable they are. And like they legitimately talk about that in meetings. So we adopted it now, and we're like, Okay, we have to have a poundability segment to this. And literally on the can, it says, this delightful summer crusher. So I feel like that was a perfect lead-in to the poundability segment. So I want to hear uh, what you guys think about poundability of this, just from what we've tried. Well, how poundable is a Dudeweiser? Do you remember? I don't know if we've ever actually gotten the answer from her on that okay and we've never poundability rated it ourselves either so okay. i'm just trying to get since i haven't right poundability to any beers in my life before i give it a score i just need some kind of context as to like i would say so what's what have a, you scored so we had it we had a stout last week that was like 13 something percent I gave it a zero poundability because I'm having one and I'm full as hell and I'm probably going to sleep. You know what I mean? It's one of those. But then, like we said, I pull out a natty. I could have 15. That's super poundable. That's a 10 out of 10 poundability. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? So sure. <laughs> that's where you got to go with this. Are you thinking you're going to drink these all night long or are you going to have a couple and then you're going to go, all right, give me a bush, give me a bud, give me a, you know. One of those type of deals. I don't know. I would say, um, you know, just just having, I haven't had a beer like this in a while. I mean, if I need to pound that thing, yeah, I can. I could take it down, no doubt. I mean, this is light, light enough for me to absolutely slay it in at least two gulps. But am I going to want to do that constantly? I don't. I don't think. I mean, this is like, <clears throat> is poundability out of ten? Yeah, I'd say. All right, I'm going to give it like a five. You know? I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. For I, sure. Yeah. I mean, if you're having a session, you think about when you're just, you know, all right, I'm spending this day. If you're on the golf course, okay, you got four and a half hours, let's say. You have a better chance of probably drinking 12 Bud Heavies, you know, or Bud Lights or whatever, compared to you're probably having four or five of these type deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I. I might have three of these. Yeah. Maybe I'll go with the four. Okay. Something Maybe. I think is kind of important to know about this is that it it is an IPA, but it's called an easy IPA. Right. So that that increases poundability for sure. Because some IPAs are not very poundable, but I would say this is this is more poundable than most. I'm gonna I'm gonna sip a few more sips before I give it a score. But this is <laughs> getting fair. good. That's fair. I like it. It is way easier than than you would think like a citrusy IPA might be. This thing is like it's definitely more drinkable than I thought it would be when you first described it. Sean, yeah. what do you think? What do you got for poundability on this bad boy? Uh as far as IPAs go, it's pretty poundable, right? <clears throat> and it was like last week when we did have the stout, 
I kind of when I rate poundability, I gotta rate it based off of what kind of beer it is, because no stout is gonna be a high poundability, right? But the stout we had last week, like I could have had more than one, so it was a I I don't remember what I rated it, but it was a higher poundability for a stout. So for an IPA, I'd give this like an eight out of ten Ooh. poundability, um, because it's pretty smooth. I've never even heard of an easy IPA, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about once we're going around the table, but it's. There actually is a slight comparison, and the only comparison I, because I've had a few easy drinking IPAs as well. Founders All Day IPA is the same style, like this flavor profile. That one doesn't have as much citrus in it, but yeah. same easy drinking. And I swear, I mean, the Founders only comes in fifteen packs. I haven't had all fifteen, but I've had quite <laughs> a few in one sitting. It's the palatability for me is definitely up pretty high. So. Yeah, I'll tell you that that's a good comparison. My dad is a massive Founders All Day IPA guy. I mean, I haven't been home where he hasn't had one of those, and he he could put a put a little bit of a show on with those. I mean, I think he's had all fifteen at some point in time, many yeah. many times. This so this is uh, <clears throat> like you said, a little bit more citrus. There's something in that Founders beer that gets my nose. It just like grabs a hold of me, and I like start suffocating. But this is this is nice. This is really nice. So Freddie Thaxon can pound, yes. Some some brewskis, yeah, yeah. He's, no doubt about it. He's got about a two foot beard. I haven't seen. He hasn't shaved. Put a razor to his face in close to forty years. He looks wow. like Rumpelstiltskin. Lucky man. That's incredible. He's yeah. an organic garlic farmer. So our listeners will have heard this before, but yours may not have. So Jake comes from a a family of garlic farmers and educators. Educators, deadheads, hippies. In beer pounders, beer pounders. Nice. Yeah, I love that. they probably yeah. would like a little bit of what you have behind your bar too, man. <laughs> right, but we'll leave that off the pod. Sean, to your point, I will say a stout that is a you know nine point eight poundability is a Guinness. We do a stout day once a year, me and a select group of boys, and it is it's get together and pound Guinness, and you can pound those bad boys. Oh they, yeah, I think it's because. Is ABV and poundability, have you found that to be, like, super, you know, correlated? Yeah, 100%. I mean, with the founders especially, I think it's 3.9%. Like, it's super low, and I think that's what makes it the easiest because you can crush them and you know, okay, once I get to 15, I'm going to be with it. You know, this, 4.6, you're not looking at too much yeah. more. I mean, you do have a couple of outliers out there like Bodie or... Ugh. The uh, you're giving Bodie a high poundability <laughs> scale for a uh, for the for the ABV that for it a has. Double? Yeah, right. Yeah, for a double IPA, yeah. I've pounded some Bodies in my life. Yeah, if you get over Boy. the four mark on those, sheesh. yeah, bro, I'll tell you this: my you uh, end up dancing to Justin Bieber in Kayla's basement. Yeah, that's what happens. My my neighbor, he got a, a like I don't know what they come in a four pack, right? Six pack. Six, six pack, pack yeah. now. Okay. Well, he got a six pack of the cans and from as a gift from one of his friends. He doesn't drink beer. Now, his neighbor who lives behind him does. And he was mowing the lawn. He gave this guy a six pack of Bodie. His lawn is not any bigger than your lawn. He drank all six of those bitches before he was done. This dude fell off of his lawnmower. And he, he was sitting back there. I mean, he's he's been he was mowing for like forty five minutes and Rob was looking at him like, dude, your lawn has been mowed a hundred times already. He fell off of his lawnmower and he was like laying there. 
I was like, you can't drink six Bodies no, and mow you, your lawn. If you do, I mean, it's like back in college, we used to play Edward 40 Hands, but with four Locos. And two of those, I mean, one does some damage. One and a half, let alone two, see ya. I mean, don't even talk to me. I can't even spell my own name. Then it, that's what six Bodies will do to you. You ever do yourself a... Uh... Depends where you went to school, what you might call them, but a hyper viper or a sidewalk slammer. No, I went to Ohio State. We didn't have well, we had sidewalk slammers at twos, but no one ever got them. What what were those? You sidewalk know? slammers. Yeah, it's you drink like half a king cobra and then you fill the rest with four loco. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but the only flavor that's good to do that with is the strawberry lemonade four loco. I will tell you, I tried to do it with the blue one. Absolute garbage. Don't don't even attempt it. And like thinking about it right now, I can smell it and it. I, I'm gagging a little bit. Not gonna lie, it's zero poundability on that. Negative one. Like <laughs> it's that bad. Um. So okay, let's go through everyone's actual poundability score now that we've actually drank most of this beer by now. So Nick, you want to start? Nope. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, pa- I'm gonna pound Sean, the rest Jake, of this. Sean, Jake, me. Who wants to I'll, do I'll it? Start. Okay. We'll, we'll work I our way around. Gave mine. Okay. Okay. I, mine was an eight. Well, I feel like we kind of got on a little bit of a rant there, so I want to get the actual score so we can get them down here. So I, I'm going to go, because I'm not a huge beer drinker, but I will drink beer, and I like the easy a, easy IPA style of this. I said five initially. I'm going to give them a six. Six. Got it. Okay, Sean? Eight. Eight still? Okay. Yeah, I'll give this a 6.25. Okay, love that. I'm all about that. Yeah. I'm going to go seven, because I feel like I could definitely put some of these down as well. But it only comes in a six pack, so I'd have to buy two. I don't. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of on the fence, but that's that's where I'm leaning with poundability. Anyway, we kind of already went over with what we're tasting. Um, now we're gonna give it an actual overall rating on taste. So we went through poundability. Now it's just taste profile only. This one we do based on we call it our Buckeye Leaf system. So imagine the Buckeye Leafs on the helmet. We're going to score one through ten. Decimals are allowed, and I'm sure if you've listened to an old episode. Uh, I say decimals are allowed because imagine you're on the football field, you get cracked by the linebacker in the helmet, half the sticker comes off, you only got, you know, you see what I'm saying? You don't have the whole thing. So totally okay to have decimals on here. One is the worst, 10 is the best. Go ahead and rip it. So for me, flavor-wise, I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give it an 8.175. Wow. Absolutely. That's, That's the first three number that we've had, and I love that. Absolutely yeah. love it. That's so good. 8.175. I'm putting that down Tasty. right now. 8.175. Yeah. That, some thought went into that one for sure. Um, I think I'm going to give this one a 8.3. Uh, pretty high for us. So I think it's pretty good. I was going to say, I want, I want to go back in the notes here and find out what you actually gave Bodie because I feel like you're kind of I think I was in the nines for Bodie, but definitely one of the higher ones we've had. I don't know. I just like I like IPAs to start with and I've never I mean never had an easy IPA and it's even better. So I'm all for it. Love it. I'm gonna pull in some meat bucket vibes on this and then I'll give it a buckeye leaf score for sure. Okay. What would you pair this with? That's what I keep thinking as I'm scoring it. You know, poundability and flavor-wise, what I keep going back to is what would I like to pair this with? And it seems like it would go great with these burgers because they are fatty, 
and cheesy, and this would kind of come through and cut it. This reminds me a little bit of the flavor profile of the uh, Fresno citrus or the uh, spicy Paloma sausages from the Butcher and Grocer, which I absolutely love. So I think this would also pair nicely with one of those. Now, from a beer flavor standpoint, this one is lacking a little bit of the mouthfeel and back of the palate for me. You know, it's really, really forward on the palate. I think it smells delicious. It's really light. It is. It's extremely light when you drink it in your. You know, it. It's not really coating tons of flavor in there. You get. You kind of get one note, which, which is solid. So for me, the flavor, I wouldn't go super high on it. I would say, I'm going four point eight. Wow. It's not that I don't like the flavor. It's just, you know, what are you, is that what it is? Is it, is it how much I like it or like how much flavor I think it's packing? I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a feel it out yourself type deal. That's where we kind of go. I mean, some of our ratings in the past have gone all over the map. I think one time I said I didn't even like a beer and I still gave it like a eight something. So, (laughs) I mean, it just, it's wherever the mood is at the time. So I totally understand where you're coming from with the four. Four high fours, high fours for me. Four point eight. Four point eight. Okay, yeah. putting that down right Hell here. Hell yeah! I'm gonna go. Honestly, I'm gonna say this is probably like a six point nine for me, and the reason nice. I'm going there is because <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think the poundability of this beer is fantastic. I factored that in a little bit. Tastes like Founders All Day IPA. Love that beer. Could drink it all day long. I'm not a big fruit guy. So that's the little bit of a deterrent for me. Not that it's a bad thing, but I like the more bitter IPAs if I'm going to have one. And really my favorite is like a lager or Kolsch, which usually doesn't have much fruit flavor at all. So I try to avoid it as much as I can. So that's where I'm going 6.9. I feel like that's a good score from me for that one. So um, everyone's put their scores in now. Usually we end it here by just talking about the can and what it looks like, which we kind of talked about before. It's kind of got that uh, color range, orange, green, yellow, which matches along with the grapefruit, you know, orange, lime zest. I think that's what they're going for, but it's pretty plain in my eyes. It's, I mean, it's attractive to me because of the colors are eye-popping, but other than that, I don't, I will it's not say much for me. For anyone that's been in the military, this is definitely just reminding me of doing land nav back in the day. <clears throat> with the terrain, basically the terrain map as the background. Topographical, right? Yeah, topographical map. Um, I mean, they don't tell us how much each line signifies. It's normally 20 meters in between each line. Uh, but I, I like it. I mean, it's definitely... I mean, that that's a topographical map and on the background. Oh, so yeah, it is. I like the color scheme a lot. Uh, it's kind of why stuck out to me when we were picking a beer out uh don't really like to choose a beer by its uh judge a book by its cover so to say but i like wolf ridge and never had this one so it, the the can kind of stuck out a little bit but um overall i think it's a pretty pretty cool straightforward can they didn't try and get too fancy with it so it doesn't get confusing when you're looking at it or anything um and it, and it stands out pretty well my favorite part of the can is on the very bottom. Mine says Johnny Utah approved. I don't know if yours does, but mine does. 
And it definitely does. <laughs> I that know, is amazing. I don't know who Johnny Utah is, but you don't know who Johnny Utah is. Uh-uh. Point Break. No, I'm not Point hip. Break, man. That's uh, Keanu Reeves in Point Break. Great movie. So, I don't know him either. Yeah, but it's even no even cooler than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's uh, that's crazy. That's kind of a very random thing to have on there. Is that with also uh, the guy with the Utah? Give me two. Utah, Utah, give me two. I you think know what I'm talking about? The replacements. Yeah. No. Gary Busey and Keanu Reeves. This is Gary Busey and Point Break. Point no, Point Break is the one where the the bunch of surfer dudes basically go around robbing banks. Well, this is called Citrus Surf. There you uh, go. Hey, what do you know? Bang. Look, there we go. See, we put two and two wow. together. We just solved a mystery. That is me? awesome, though. It's like literally the uh, expiration text on the bottom of the can, and it says Johnny Utah approved. John Risher will love that when he listens to this episode. Now, we save that for the last thing because we don't want the can's color to go into the rating. Because, you know, sometimes you get like a super shitty can that looks stupid, and you're like, I just hate this beer before I even try it. Right. And we want it to be about the taste to begin with, and then we just... That's smart, because had we known this was Johnny Utah approved, all our scores would have been much higher. I was going to say, you're going from 4.8 to (laughs) 6, probably, right? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know who Johnny Utah is, but it's if he approves, I approve. That's what I thought. (laughs) It's like some kind of Easter egg on there. But the other thing is, this says, uh, and maybe to your initial point with this not being on the website or anything, like july 2nd of this year so that was you know over six months ago and for a citrus ipa that's a little oh yes shelf life's only six months that's not super fresh we're on the tail end of that i should have got these for free yeah i think that um giant eagle are unbelievable our scores should there should be an asterisk next to that score because this thing fresh draft i bet is is pretty damn good and and we're getting it kind of out of this old dusty Utah approved can. So exactly. I don't know. Listen, listen, the uh the the can for me, the colors, it's relaxing. That's what I would say. Like I like the I like the big bold letters. I like the color scheme. It kind of takes me and we're watching the uh Century Tournament of Champions in Hawaii. It's a nice match. So the beer matches the vibe. I I like it. I I like the vibe of the can. It's not too busy. And I do like the topographical type of field that they have going on here. It's kinda cool. I didn't really put two and two together on that could you imagine your mullet <clears throat> blowing in the breeze of this what what, what did he say century it. tournament of champions i mean yeah he said just the the breeze is blowing this oh, dude's yeah but where are they Cameron playing Smith. they're in hawaii yeah what island didn't he said it i don't know i don't i don't know my hawaii islands you went there for a freaking honeymoon man you gotta you gotta I pull lived it up. there for three years let's just say so it's oahu i feel no, like that's not. the one to guess right <laughs> it's kapalua what, what? kapalua there oh it actually he said is he said yeah. your mullet blowing in the kapalua breeze i could imagine i could but imagine I that and drinking Maui, this beer boys so we're peering into no, some th- whale th- tails but for real this is actually a kapalua kapalua is not an island well whatever it is that's where it is <laughs> yeah it's the course it's it's there but uh, anyway, that's the beer segment for today. So glad we all got to try it. Now we can switch to what we actually all want to drink, which is uh, Bud Heavy and Natty Lights. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now, uh, moving on from the beer segment, we're going to go to our food segment, which uh, Nick graciously prepared some delicious burgers, which I'm hoping Jake will cut one in half right now for me. That way I can uh, actually try it or I'll cut it in half myself, whichever. Oh, sweet. Um, but, uh, Nick, why don't you take it away, dude? Absolutely. So 
anyone that has listened to the Meat Bucket knows that uh, our show is brought to you by the Butcher and Grocer. So if you are a Columbus Uncut enthusiast listening to this show, then our show is brought to you by the Butcher and Grocer, which is located at 1089 West First Avenue in Grandview Heights, Ohio. It's a modern butcher shop specializing in meats prepared uh, from local Ohio farms. Okay, so quick story. I stopped when I picked up these meats, Caleb. That was tonight around 6 o'clock uh, is when they closed. I got I got in there right before they shut down. We picked up some ground beef, some cheese, some of their house-made buns, and some of their bacon. Okay, and then I went over to Cleaver, which is the restaurant that Tony Tanner, who's the owner of the Butcher and Grocer, also owns. And I went in there, and I had a shot of tequila and a uh, Yellow Springs IPA. Tell me it was Boat Show because I had three of those bad boys last night. It is the best. It's so good. I didn't go Boat Show because I uh, sidecarred it with a tequila shot, so I went with a lower ABV. I think it was Mosaic is what it's called, but it was like, you know, four point something percent rather than seven plus. Uh, but anyway, super good. And the couple next to me, they were sitting there and they were like, they were from Dayton. And uh, they were talking about like steaks from the Pine Club and the Oakwood Club in Dayton, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, I don't know if we want a steak. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, hey, I don't mean to butt in, but if you're going to like get a steak in Columbus, this is the place to do it. Because the meats that the butcher and grocer provides to Cleaver and to anybody that wants to go shop there, they will blow your mind are so good. You know what I mean? It's it's different than any steak you're going to get at uh, you know your local grocery store, and it's different than a steak you're going to go get from any other restaurant who's buying it from like a big-name supplier. They're getting it from small local Ohio farms. So what we have tonight is some burgers, and I want you all to taste these and tell me what you think. I may have undersalted it. Jake kind of likes that. I'm a little heavier on the salt, so I don't know if I seasoned it totally appropriately, but what I want you to understand is, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, we put uh, meat in a cast iron skillet, and then we topped it with some cheese and tossed it on a bun. Like, that is as simple. And we have bacon as an appetizer, but it's not on the burger. What do you think about that? Because, in my opinion, that's all you need to have a fabulous burger. And I think a lot of times they get dressed up with this, that, and the other. We just went back to basics, and I think it's a home run. Yeah, I mean, so while these guys chow down, I already smacked a whole burger. So I'll give my opinion. <laughs> uh First off, like you said, as simple as can be is, I mean, he was he was working away over the stove while we were all shooting the shit, but as simple as can be as far as preparation. And I'm not a big salt guy, so I thought it was perfect the way it was prepared. Um, bun was amazing, um, but really, I mean, if you're a ketchup and mustard kind of burger person, I would just encourage you to cook one of these up, throw some cheese on it, get a decent bun, and just eat it without any uh, condiments on it. Because, I mean, I, I like ketchup and mustard or anything else on a burger just as much as anyone, but had it without any of that, and amazing. Not dry, not just chewing on cardboard. Um, absolutely amazing taste. Very smooth, like... Uh, you know, not overpowering or gamey or anything like that, um, and, and great taste. And like I said, I'm not a big salt person, and it's it was you know holds in that moisture, 
so it's not just sucking all the moisture out of your mouth the moment you take a bite without any condiments or anything. So I thought it was amazing. Definitely delicious. Uh, would definitely go back and get some some uh, meat from them sometime. Have you shopped there before? Have you have you bought any meats from them? Never been there. Oh my god! Then you're gonna go, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. I was I was gonna say in in my recommendation right from here, I have messed up my entire life by buying meat that's not from there. That was one of the best burgers I think I've had in a long time. I can't remember all the burgers I've ever had, so I can't say that it's the best one, but it's up there for me. I I like to compare my burgers to this one that gets prepared at uh, this golf course out in Indiana called Etna Acres. Uh, My uncle lived on the golf course, and he mowed for them for a long, long time, and I used to go and spend a couple weeks with them every single year, and I would just play golf you know, all day long, 54 holes a day, and they made the best burger I've ever, like, it's number one, nothing will ever surpass it, I don't know if it's just from being hot and hungry and, like, ready to go, but the best burger of all time, and I will tell everyone in the world that you need to go to Edna Acres just to eat a cheeseburger, it's it's that good, but what we just had from the butcher and the grocer, incredible, I, I we get free meat hamburger especially in steak from my wife's father um but when we run out that's the first place i'm going a hundred percent it was that good they do a um they do a really nice mixture of like the meat to fat ratio which i think like a lot of people are like well i want it to be like 80 percent you know 20 percent lean it's like okay well you better know how to cook because that's going to be a little bit delicate it's like it's like playing from the tips every time you go out to the golf course. It's like you don't need to do that to score well. Like go do something that's within your range. I think these the the burger meat from the butcher and grocer is foolproof no matter how you cook it. Like if you cook that thing well done, it's still going to be good. It's not going to be as good if if you cook it to a perfect temperature, a medium, medium rare if you like it that way. However, <clears throat> it's kind of like that uh, bulletproof, foolproof ground beef because the ratio is absolutely fire. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect. Now, the one question I do have about the butcher and the grocer, do they just do, like, hamburger steak, or do they do, like, a chicken, you know, dip pork, anything like that? Yep. Uh, beef, pork, lamb, poultry, and uh, select grocery items is what they got. So you can go in there and you can get a pork chop. Their sausage uh, line is – it's it's incredible. I'm, I'm – We'll do this again, and we'll do sausage. But we've done sausage on pretty much every one, so I wanted to mix it up a little bit. <clears throat> but their sausage is its one of the best things that they do. Uh, Nathan Killen, props to him. He's their sausage scientist. And the flavors that you can get and the quality of it is is ridiculous. So their pork chops, I grew up, and I didn't even – like my dad would make a pork chop, and I'd be like, all right, I'm not eating dinner tonight, Dad. Like. Are you kidding me? That's terrible. Just a piece of rubber. Can I have some yeah. broccoli? Yep, like, I'm 100%. a kid, like, asking for broccoli because the, the pork chop's that bad. This, like, changed everything for me, buying a pork chop from them, and it's so good. And here's a point I wanted to make. Everyone thinks you have to cook a pork chop, like, well done, right, to make it safe or whatever. Like, okay, Trichinella hasn't really been around for a while, so we don't have to worry about that, but it's still kind of sketchy getting your meats from some places like you really want to like cook those things right like these burgers 
you can, and the same with their pork chop, but let's just talk about what we're having now, the burger. You can feel confident like eating this thing medium rare. You could feel confident making a steak tartare type situation from meat from the butcher and grocer. So I think that's great because you don't have to overcook your burger. To Jake's point, it would still be good. It would it would be delicious. But if you want to have a medium rare burger, this meat, doing it from there, it's I feel much safer doing that. I can give you one one uh, nugget. We got uh, about 10, 15 pounds of this for Nick's bachelor party. His brother-in-law, Luke, we open up the bo- the bag, just a big heap of red meat. I mean, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of ground beef. We're about to make burgers. He takes a like a pinch, like if you were to take a dip, takes a big pinch of it, throws it in his mouth, and eats it raw. I was like, dude, you're gonna die. He's fine. That's how good this beef is. He didn't even die. He didn't have any issues at all. <laughs> didn't even alive. die. I love that. Wow. Which, when I when I first got out of high school, I had this job at a deli, and uh, they had uh, like bacon, you know, raw bacon, whatever. I, if someone like dared me or something to just eat bacon raw, oh, I did it every day. I had at least one piece uncooked. Oh. Uh, look at me, I'm absolutely thriving right now. <laughs> peak it's, peak I'm form, peak over performance here. right now. <laughs> I think raw meat is secretly supposed to be part of the diet. We just don't. That's how no, Betty White lived so long. Try- yeah, she ate a she ate a raw piece of bacon every morning. Did she? Yeah, it said Is that it? in her obituary. <laughs> wow, I love your obscure facts. <laughs> She's from Cleveland, so you know it. it's yeah. true. One hundred percent. Oh man, that's great. But yeah, the burger was fantastic. Well done on the cook, Nick, and uh, it was a great feed, mate. Yeah, know? the color was immaculate. That eleven out of ten on the color, it was perfect. Mm. It was so good. It, it really was a simple thing. We cooked it in a cast iron upstairs. And uh, one thing I will caution, uh, if if you do feel inspired to go pick up some patties, they can form a patty for you, and the good thing is they'll form like a thick boy, or you can buy your own uh, ground beef or whatever and form your own patties. But if you're going to cook it on a, uh, a cast iron skillet or other skillet on the stovetop, you do not need to add any oil into your pan beforehand because – how much i mean it was like a, a grease show up there and not in like a, a nasty way it was just like these th- there's so much fat to jake's point that's coming out of this meat that it's you know you, you don't need to you don't need to put it in a bunch of butter and cook it and shit you just you just take the patty as it is throw it in the a good hot cast iron skillet let it cook a couple minutes on each side pull it out and just slap that bad boy and you're not going to be disappointed yeah i was going to say i feel like sometimes when i I'll cook a burger, like, obviously not to that quality. When you stick it in the hot cast iron skillet, you know how you get, like, those shards that get stuck to the pan if you don't, like, put enough oil. You cooked that, nothing at all got stuck. And I, as soon as I saw that, I went, okay, this is actually going to be incredible. Like, I can't wait to eat this. Uh, just from seeing you flip it on the pan, it was that good. Yeah. It's important to have a great ratio. I mean, don't, don't, if you're going to eat a burger, eat eat a good one you know like uh get some with some fat in it understand like you're eating a burger you're not having you're not on a diet if you're eating a burger um and get some that is gonna have some great flavor and i'll just give some props to their uh in-house baker who's making these breads these days because that's kind of a new thing that they are doing um they've worked with some other bakeries in the past but now they've got an in-house uh baker and and i thought the bun was really really well done um 
I did toast the bun. I think it could have maybe been toasted or cooked a little bit longer. Uh, but I will say it added a nice little bit of sweetness to the equation, you know, which which was really good. And it held up well, like with this patty sitting on it for a little while as we were getting everything prepared. So shout out to that as well. Yeah, the bun was, I mean, an integral integral part of that burger. Uh, I absolutely loved it all. I didn't know the bun was from from there as well. So delicious. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it and it pairs so well with this delicious Budweiser. It really does. I mean, Citra Surf was good, but the Great Grain of America slaps back again. Oh. But what doesn't pair well with that? Is what I want to know because I could I couldn't name one thing maybe a yogurt with a burger yogurt yeah that'd be a yogurt probably up. wouldn't be good with a I'd still eat it I'd, <laughs> I'd still, try it I, I mean yeah. I, I probably would give it at least a two right it's, but it's not the pairing I'd ideally want to go for no I bet you could have a natty with yogurt mm, it's probably just as bad as a bud with yogurt you, I always put a, a standard package of yogurt and one Budweiser in my morning smoothie yeah. You know what I haven't With had in a some long, greens. I hadn't had in a long time is uh, a Budweiser and uh, a, a Turkish Royale, like a nice cigarette. You Ooh. know, I'm, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I would I would definitely slap a cigarette with a Budweiser. Let's do an impromptu uh, tobacco <clears throat> segment. Do you guys have tobacco here? We could smoke or or uh, or dip. <laughs> I don't. I I quit smoking a while ago so all right good yeah we won't we won't do that so that'll be a horrible segment on my part i just was i was saying i mean i came out of left when i when i first funny story about turkish royals though uh i used to work at this golf course in dublin a long time ago riviera golf club doesn't exist anymore that toast dude that course was sick it was par three at the end it was absolutely insane it was a bunch of of italians that ran that joint. Yeah, and they'll fill your shoes with cement in about three minutes if you do the wrong thing, let me tell you. Anyway, uh, this girl that I worked with went to Turkey and got like a legitimate Turkish Royal camel Turkish Royals. And at the time I was smoking and I was like, if you go there and they have those, buy me a pack. I want them because I was going to enjoy them. You know, it's it's that's like at that time I was like, that's a delicate cigarette. This is like. One every so often because they're so good. I made a huge mistake, got absolutely ripped, and then smoked the whole pack. I oh. think in one day. Oh wow! So you didn't even get to didn't really even get enjoy to enjoy them. them. I don't. I couldn't tell you one good thing about them. Uh, I thought like, you were gonna say was... they were like super dry coming through customs <laughs> or something like no, that. No, no, literally don't remember Damn. how they taste. I know it was such a mistake, and obviously no one's going to Turkey. Man, so. I, I love when I take something like from beer just like let's talk about cigarettes for a little bit you know like for all the kids out there listening to this i well I don't think, don't do cigs i think no yeah <laughs> but i think everybody maybe went through a slight bit of a phase oh, you yeah. know at, at one point in time oh I, yeah we all did yeah you can't i think cigs are back you think i think vaping is like that's just a lost art now people that's, what's, that's why cigs are back yeah, like that's what i mean they're kind of yeah. becoming like a healthier they're not back in the sense that like it's the 1950s and we're all chain smoking in our right. offices but like they're kind of you know, i'm not advocating for them big tobacco is not supporting this podcast but i think they're kind of back like if you want to have a cigarette after sex once in a while 
By all means, do it. Probably, go for it. Yeah. Well, and plus, if you're vaping, you're probably getting popcorn lung, which I, I I don't know anything about that, but you don't get popcorn lung from Sig or popcorn. You just yeah yeah, yeah true true exactly. <laughs> well done, hundred percent. I like popcorn too. Love popcorn. Right. Just Kettle a regular corn. old. Yeah. You like the you like a little sugar on I yours? I love it. Yeah, I got some of that uh, Pow Chicka Wow or whatever that the purple pack. My, I gave it to my kids. They love sugar. They hated it. They're like, I don't want popcorn with sugar, Dad. Oh. They want it to taste uh, buttery and savory. I was like, damn, you guys are more sophisticated than I am. Charlotte's the polar opposite. She hates the butter one, loves the sugar one. Yeah, weird. Kids are weird. Kids are, Kids are weird. I love. We just went to. So many different solar <laughs> systems right there. It was great. Well, we'll continue. I mean, let's close out the food segment. So next week, we will be going to Tommy's Diner. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know if have either of you ever been there. Yeah. My buddy Trent, he uh, commented on our post about where we should you know, start going here in 2022. And he put that place, and him and I were playing COD uh, yeah. the other night. And he was. I said, I think we're gonna go to Tommy's next week. And he was like, Dude, like I can't even describe you. Only go there for breakfast, though. Which Tommy's are yeah, you talking about? Franklinton, East Broad. Yeah, that's the one he said to go to. And he said, That's the brec- breakfast. He Tommy's said breakfast dinner. only. Yeah, the the one on Lane Avenue. You get the old oven, the nice crispy. Yeah, those are like pizza pepperonis. places. Right, they're t- different yeah. than this. I, mean, I don't this, even this think a, they're the same. No, they're not. This is Ooh. like apparently a breakfast diner type deal and it's a supposed to be amazing i am gonna have a hard time rating it though because jack and benny's is my favorite breakfast place i don't know if anyone's ever eaten that there's three locations i'm telling you it's insane uh but i'm excited to try at least give it a go and see what happens yeah so looking forward to that and just so everyone knows we did see everyone's comments so in the future, we'll be going to Ashton Seafood, uh, Dirty Frank's, um, Marcella's. Marcella's. Mar- Marcella's. Marcella's. Marcella. Just like that. Uh, Naughty Pine and, of course, Tommy's Diner next week. So keep sending us. Like I said, join the Discord. Give us some food recs, and uh, we'll definitely go check them out. Quick shout-out to uh, my girl Miriam Alabuni over at Dirty Frank's. Right. We did a mini episode with her. Uh, she's one of the owners. And so I'm really excited for you to go try that place. And when you do, let me know. And uh, I'll I'm, I'll get you guys connected so you can talk with her while you're there. Because she is world class. She runs a place with her husband, Nick. And they got a great team and a great brand. And if if you like hot dogs, which it sounds like you do, oh, you're yeah. going to have a tasty meal. Right. I love a good dog. I look forward to it. I'd listen to that episode. I loved just... The fact that they put Biggie on the east side and Tupac on the west side in in their uh, location. I did think about them, actually, today because Caleb was telling me that Ohio State actually shut down their concessions for their sporting events. And I was like, Dirty Franks just got a hot dog cart at at the shot, and now they're shutting down concessions. So I don't want to go crazy into politics, but I got to get y'all's opinion on this. Explain to me why you can still fit 17,000 people in for the game, but you can't eat or drink while you're there. But there's free water, so you can still drink water, but Pepsi, can't do it. Hot dog, can't do it. And if you go to a restaurant, 
you have to wear a mask unless you're eating and drinking. So I thought eating and drinking was the cure or the preventative thing. Who knows? I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to say too much on that, but uh it just doesn't make sense to me. None of it does. It's, it's a tit it's, slippery. It's all over the map. The thing is, and I'll, I'll say this on the record, I was telling my brother-in-law just last night, Omicron is a good thing. Like I know it's bad, but it's the natural evolution of how a virus works. It doesn't want to kill the host. So now everyone can get a less bad version of this terrible COVID virus and get the immunities and not die from it. So I think it's, I think things are getting better as much as they're getting worse. I hope, and I'm not Dr. Fauci over here, but I think, I think things are, are going to be improving soon. And for what we're talking about restaurants and stuff, we need that. Yeah. Yeah. percent. Listen, just go to fucking dirty Frank's before the game, slip yourself a bunch of hot dogs, and uh, go watch it at the shot, or just sit at your house, man. I mean, like, if, if you're not if you're not trying to like, yeah, you know, if you want a Pepsi, I just stay home, bro. <laughs> go before the game, get your meat missiles. Yeah, You'll they, be good it, to go. Yeah, the the old pork missile, as Dale Vallely would say, PGA yeah. Tour caddy for Abraham Answer. You, if you don't follow that guy on Instagram. Good I don't. God. I, I need to. He only drinks Coca Cola, smokes cigs, eats bacon, and eats hot dogs. That's his whole diet. He does like uh. What's it called? Grape Fanta. But that's pretty much like, that's it, dude. He doesn't like water. He doesn't eat vegetables. He kind of started his social media presence doing uh, Dave Portnoy's pizza reviews for cigarettes. And then hot dogs. And then he was like, this isn't the message we need to be. As much as cigarettes are back, (laughs) he he was like, I don't want them to be too back. So maybe I should transition to hot dogs. And he does hot dog reviews uh on his on his instagram he does live stories they are they're great and jake was talking with him we're trying to get him on the meat bucket so yeah we've we've uh we've got a mutual agreement when he comes through he's got to get a visa to get back down from canada he hasn't been working on that very hard let's just put it that (laughs) way he's kind of enjoying his uh fandom with uh his hot dog and cigarette life that he's got going on but he's got a uh, his brand is pork missile so uh, it's nice. pretty fucking hilarious. I actually. love that. I, the I original that Glizzy guide right yeah. there. Yeah, he's he's a that. pioneer. I'll show you after we uh, jump off so you can get him. All right. Well, do you guys have any places you suggest for, for Columbus Air? It, it depends on the vibe that you're going for. I, I do have a couple recommendations, if I may. Uh, number one, have you been to Cleaver yet? No, have not been to Cleaver I, I would be remiss if I didn't say that's the number one spot you need to go try out because all their meats are provided by the butcher and grocer, Chef Jay Clevin in the kitchen, and uh, Charlie uh, Siegler, I think. I apologize, Charlie, if that's not right, but he he's awesome too. They're in the kitchen. Uh, the, the food quality that they are putting out is it is some of the tops in Columbus, and uh, Jay got kind of his start over at Rock Mill, and so he he trained under Chef Andrew Smith, who was a guest on on the Meat Bucket Pod, uh, who is one of the best chefs in town. Now he's not at a restaurant currently, but his flavors are unbelievable. His creative mind—I mean, he's putting out fabulous food. So I would say definitely Cleaver, and then uh, one of our favorite chefs, Matt Phelan, up at Novella Osteria in Powell. I would say go there. That's some modern Italian. Now that's going to be a little bit of a nicer dinner. Maybe maybe take your wives. So. 
They don't want to uh, separate from you for getting drunk every Friday with your boys down in the basement. Uh, but Novella Osteria, I would definitely recommend that. Another place that I think you guys would absolutely love, it's a little bit more of a casual joint, which could be your vibe, Hank's Texas Barbecue in Clintonville. This dude is putting out incredible brisket. He's got these birria tacos with brisket in them and this jus that you dip it in. I mean, 10 out of 10. So it's also a funny story, Sean. I think you would appreciate this one given, you know, the snowstorm that you just had in, in Nashville. I won't give the whole thing away. Essentially, he takes a one-way ticket flight down to Texas, and he, he had purchased a, a huge monster smoker like on a trailer and he was going to haul it up and he was going to rent some big truck but this ice storm hit uh, east texas so he couldn't rent the car he he went around all these places trying to get a vehicle he couldn't do it the only place that was open was a u-haul and it was like a pretty small u-haul box truck that he could rent he hitched up uh the smoker to that thing and had to drive it back to Columbus, and he's just going through ice and snow, and he's on these small highways. He was like, dude, it was a 24-hour-plus event. I had to pull over. I, like, slid off the road 10 times. Like, random people in Arkansas, like, had to, like, help me, like, get the thing and tow it back. It was, it's a crazy story. We're hoping to get Brad on the on the pod. Shout out Brad Harkrider. He is the Hanks behind Hanks Texas Barbecue. But you guys would love that place. So those are my three recommendations. Cleaver, Novella, Osteria, and, and Hanks. I'll give you one. Chapman's down in, in German Village. If you haven't been there, check that out. Chef B.J. Lieberman. You can just call him B.J. Lieberman. He doesn't like to go by Chef B.J. Lieberman. But uh, he's 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 as talented as there is in, in the city, and uh, he's doing something different. He's got a great story, cool family, really vibey. I mean, like, check that guy out. Yeah, definitely. I that sounds good. I we we're, I mean, I've been here for a long time, but never really tried a bunch of different places. And now that we're doing this, we're like, all right, we want to go try some places. And like, maybe there's other people in Columbus, Hilliard, Dublin, whatever that don't go explore. And if they care anything about what we have to say, then you know maybe that might help them in their decision to go eat somewhere or something. You know, something like that. I would also check out uh, House Taco. He just opened his first brick and mortar, our dude Zach Martin. He was on the pod uh, at the beginning of last year, and he's in the state house downtown. It's really cool, and it's like kind of a it's kind of a trip to go in there because you know you're you got to go through like the metal detectors and everything else, and then his restaurant's down in the basement, and you go in there and it's like you just walked into you know Parks and Rec. I don't know if you watch that show, but everyone's walking around in suits and talking about politics, this, that, and the other. And you, like when I went in there, I had sweatpants on, like my slippers and a backwards hat. And I'm like, I'm here to pick up some tacos. <laughs> or like, yeah, you go downstairs. Uh, so his flavors are amazing. Uh, he really curates a, a really nice taco experience for you. So I did it for takeout, but you could totally go and dine in. He's got a full uh, you know, dining room and tables and everything else. And I would say that the house tacos should also be on the list. Yeah, I mean, that sounds amazing. Uh, so he's down where in the tunnels, huh? Down below the state house. They got like tunnels down there. Yeah, you've been there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Field trip back in the day. I shout out fifth grade. <laughs> right? 
It's uh yeah, I mean the birria tacos are one of my favorite meals ever. Like this past year was the first time I'd ever had birria tacos. And let me tell you, if you're a taco fan and you haven't had birria tacos, get birria tacos because it's a different experience and they're amazing. In Columbus, what's your favorite taco or birria taco situation? Uh, I would say I haven't been too many places. Obviously, the big thing in Columbus is Condado. Um, I'm Caleb hates me for this, but I'm not the biggest Condado fan. I th- I get soggy tacos every time I go there. Um, the best I- I've really been getting into the street taco uh vibe here lately um and i'd say the best ones i've had in columbus are probably let's see what's that one place up the road that you hate up the road from us here yeah that had the street tacos that you hated because i liked them more than condado oh yabos (laughs) yabos yabos tacos i don't even I don't even understand how you can think that Yavos is better than Condado. We can't even get into this argument because it'll <laughs> last all night. But Yavos is absolute trash. Yeah, I, I'm out on both those spots. Condado, you know, they're solid. I haven't. I can't really hate on Yavos either. One funny story about Yavos is we had a pitcher of margaritas and uh, we were we were done and and everyone was pretty faded. But we wanted to leave and we're like, can we get some takeout for this margarita? They're like, no, we can't do that. So like, all right, well then, can we just get a couple like regular styrofoam takeout containers for our food? And we didn't have any food left, so they brought us those, and we just poured the margaritas into those <laughs> and like stuck a straw on the top and left. So that's my only experience of Yabo. But I would say uh, a, a Labria's food truck. A Labria's. Yeah, I'll send you the link. We could put it in the show notes and everything. Uh, but a Labria's is like they are putting out authentic super good simple like just the ingredients speak for themselves and you're getting onion and cilantro and your meat and it's if you're looking for like a street taco kind of thing like i would say some of the food trucks around town are are gonna do it for you i will say i did misspeak i have had better in columbus and it's that place downtown baked Baker Bakers, Bakersfield Bakersfield Now those margaritas are on a different level. I had their tacos there and pretty good, pretty good in my opinion. Uh really liked them, but I did pair them with a pineapple margarita, so it might have been the margarita talking there, I don't know. They make margaritas for the masses there. That's that's what they do. You you get anybody boozed up enough, you're gonna have a good old time. It don't matter, man. Bakersfield's more like get baked. I was gonna say liquor. if you don't get a pitcher, you've done it wrong. Yeah, you. That's not yeah. how. You, everybody yeah. goes there for a pitcher of margarita, and then you just stuff your face with whatever. I <laughs> also probably have a lot work. less <laughs> refined palate than you guys because you're talking about stuff hitting the front of the tongue, the back of the tongue. If it hits my tongue, I'm happy. <laughs> at the end of the day. Hey. Hey, it's it's good to know know you, man. Yeah. Don't pretend. And I think that's true for everybody out there. It's like if you like something and somebody else doesn't like it, fuck that. Just like it, man. It's like that's the whole point of of eating things. It's like if you like mac and cheese. I this is embarrassing, but I went to Roosters by myself because I wanted some fucking boneless wings. <laughs> all right, and I like I like their sauce, and I didn't want to get sauce all over my hands. So I was like, I'll get some boneless wings. This dude goes to Roosters. He's sitting next to me. He orders 
a quesadilla with just cheese, no vegetables, no sauce, no nothing on it, and a basket full of curly fries with nothing. And he sits there and he dumps salt all over both of those things. I was like, stay home, dude. Just get save save so much money. You paid like $15 for a quesadilla and curly fries. You could have made that meal, no doubt, at your house. Oh, with some ingredients from Aldi that would cost $4. I was like, shocked. I was like, this is not right. Yeah, but to your point, do you, bro? I mean, I'm not mad at him, but at the same time, I'm like, it's a quesadilla, though. Yeah, it's not maybe like he's he needs stretching. To get out of the house. He did. If you looked at this guy, he needed, <laughs> he needed to be out of the house all the time. This is probably the only time he's ever been out of the house. Definitely, Shout out to that guy. Yeah, definitely do you. I think that's the key. <laughs> Except if you like Yavos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. How do we transition? Well, we'll end the food segment there. And before, because <laughs> I'm sure we'll get off the rails as we move on further. So, one last time, remind everyone to follow us on social media Twitter, uh, Instagram at Columbus underscore uncut. We have a Discord. Uh, you can buy merch at our Teespring, and you can find all those links on our link tree, which will be in the show notes. And your guys's. Yeah, www.themeatbucketpod.com. Check out the website. It's got everything you need from uh, recent episodes. There's a chili recipe on there. There's uh, a link to our store where you can see things that we've sold in the past, but you can't really buy anything. It's a great website. Yeah, you don't need to buy shit. But if you do, it's going to be tough. Let us know. Let us know. Flick us a DM. What do you want? All right, anyways, let's press on. Right. We're we're into the meat of the podcast now, Ugh. which is the open interview segment is what I'm going to call it. Um, I'm going to start the questions, and then we can kind of just vibe from there, you know? Well, I don't know how long we've been going right now, but... doesn't matter. Th- we're going to pretend like this is a Joe Rogan podcast. There are no time limits. That's right. Yeah, we sure. don't really we're do just vibing. Here. We're having a good time here, so... Um, I'm going to start by saying to both of you, Nick and Jake, why did you guys decide to start the Meat Bucket Pod and uh, tell us some of your motivating factors behind, you know, just going, hey, what? let's let's talk about stuff. That's a great question, and you can find the answer on our website at the Meat Bucket <laughs> oh, God. I'm teasing. No, I'm, I'm teasing. Um it's a fun story to tell because let's start at the beginning. I walk into the office that I just got hired to work at in 2013, and uh, I you know, I go in the door. I start creeping down this little alleyway between the cubicles and a couple offices, and this this guy just pops out of his cube, and he's like, hey, I'm Jake. And I was like, hey, bud, I'm Nick. And from – we, we kind of had a, a stepbrothers moment, and I was like, did we just become best friends? And that was really, you know, the, the story of the meat bucket starts there because Jake and I worked together at a company's strategic insurance software. Jake's currently still working there, and and we just became fast friends, you know, right, right from that moment. And uh, we had some things in common, uh, getting drunk, eating food, having some good conversations, and uh, things just kind of snowballed, and I'm sure you all have had these moments, you know, when you're hanging out with your buds, and, and you're just kind of talking about ideas, like, what would we like to do? What are some what are some projects that we can start putting some energy in? 
And uh, I think a common thing is like, let's start a bar, right? Like a lot of guys say that like, oh my God, we could kill it if we started a bar. Well, that's pretty, pretty damn hard to do. And, you know, most of those <laughs> projects probably don't get off the ground. So we kicked around a lot of ideas and, uh, and we did that over beverages most of the time. And it went on for years and years and years. And, um, and then the butcher and grocer opened. And I was on a walk in uh, Grandview. I lived right around the corner, and I saw this this store that had you know it had still the the sign on the door like grand opening. So I popped in, and I was like, "Damn, this place is cool as hell." It had it was real simple at the time. It just had like a case of meat, and it had this big bearded bastard standing in there named Tony Tanner, and uh, he kind of did the same thing that Jake did, and he's just like, "Hey, I'm Tony." welcome to the butcher and grocer. And I was like, did we just become best friends? And, uh, you know, I, I would say that it was just like a really cool moment. And from that moment on, I knew that I wanted to introduce more people to that, to that company and what they were doing because the meat in the product spoke for itself. Plus the overall vibe of this place was just like really, really cool and, and different. And I hadn't experienced that in Columbus. And I don't know, for me, like when I when I find a shop or a business or somebody that's doing something special and they're passionate about, I just have a natural tendency to want to like introduce that to as many people as I can and kind of pump their tires and, and sell. And so that's what I did. I, I started inviting friends to come meet me there and we would buy some meats and then we'd go back to my condo and we would cook them up uh, and we would hang out and have some drinks. And uh, that became known as Meat Bucket Monday, which was a spin off of something that Jake and I's boss, uh, Michael Duran, did called Meat Bucket Sunday. And the whole thing is you would cook up all your proteins for the week, and the bucket was the Tupperware that you would put that protein in and then put in your fridge, and then you'd have your proteins for the week for, you know, salads or sandwiches or if you just wanted to reheat it or whatever you would like to do. And so it was really cool for me because I was kind of in a, a point in my life where all my friends were, you know, we're after college. So you didn't really see everybody every single day the same way that you did. And most people were really focused on their careers or they had, you know, gotten engaged and they were starting their life. So it was harder for us all to get together and like have a really good time. And I started finding that people that I wanted to be close with, we weren't talking and hanging out as often. So Meat Bucket Monday become, it had become a really cool way for me to reconnect with a, a good old pal that I hadn't seen in a while or that maybe we started losing a little bit of touch. So it was like, what? let's have a real genuine time where you come over, we cook a meal together, we sit down, we eat it, we have some drinks and we just hang out. And I would start to journal about those those evenings and kind of write down like what was the meat that we cooked what was the drinks that we had and it just snowballed from there and I just had the idea I was like this would kind of be cool to do with people that are in the food space and I don't want to say that I forced it upon Jake but one night I just texted him and I was like hey I have the first guest for our podcast and he texted me back and he was like we have a podcast <laughs> I was like yeah at least that's how I remember it Jake so yeah, that's give how, your spin on it. Yeah, that's how I remember it. I mean, it was always good to get together, like you said, and use it as a platform to connect with friends and connect new friends with old friends. Um, 
but yeah, it was very much like that. I mean, it was like one day he's like, hey, we've got a podcast and our first guest is going to be Nate from Nate Steam Bagels. After we do uh, Tony Tanner at the Butcher, they're going to be our sponsor. And, you know, I was like, great. Like we have to, how are we going to do this? Because I don't even know anything about podcasting. Like we had to buy equipment. We've got to like, and how are they going to be our sponsor? Like, do we talk to him about that yet? And he's like, no, but we're going to, and they'll just do it. You know, they'll just do it, no doubt. And they have. They've done it, and they've been so gracious. Uh, and it's been fun because, you know, it's it's really just like a web, like anything else. And you guys are figuring that out, too. It's like the next person you meet is connected to the next person that you're going to talk to, and it's just the snowball gets bigger and bigger, and uh, you start talking with people that you're like, oh, my God, like I shouldn't even – I shouldn't even be sitting across from you. Like there's literally, we have literally no business doing this and it's fun. I mean, that's, that's, that's the idea is that for it to be fun, for it to be personal, for it to have a little bit of an edge to it. Uh, and we, you know, I enjoy it. I know Nick enjoys it. I think the guests enjoy it. Um, and there's nothing better than breaking bread with people that you don't know. Cause it's an easy way to, you know, cut the ice, I guess, or break the ice, whatever that saying is. And, and so something that I think is really important, and it's a kind of a core value of what we're doing, is the idea of building a community of people that are simply getting together to benefit that community. So Jake and I aren't getting rich off this thing. It's, it's a total passion project. And we have found that uh, many of our guests are in the same position. I mean, if you are starting a restaurant or you're going to be a line cook somewhere or if you're going to like start to create your own product oftentimes it's like a labor of love especially in the food space and so I would say that's that's kind of what we are doing as well but again it's this whole idea of like how do we start connecting people that can benefit each other in ways that they might not have known you know so we're sitting there talking to um I don't know, let's say Spencer Saylor, and he was thinking about starting up uh, going brick and mortar with the Wizard of Zah, which if you haven't had that yet, put it on the list uh, and then get on his list and then order a pizza because he was so passionate about what he was doing. And then as he was getting his brick and mortar launched, we were able to help connect him with some other folks that could help him in that in that regard. And we were able to say, hey, you know, here are these guys at the butcher and grocer. Here's some of their product. It will be great on some of your pizzas. And then he helped us in return. And uh, he showed up for the episode that we did with Cam Atkinson and Nick Felino. And he knew Cam and some of the Blue Jackets players. And so, again, just to Jake's point, it all started a snowball. And it's just this great synergy. And, and that's what we get really passionate about. Well, I mean, that is definitely the backstory to a great and successful podcast that you guys have had now when did it officially start when was the first episode published? first episode was published in december of 2019 so going Ooh. two year over two years strong now yeah yeah we're, we're so 2020 was our our first like full year and then it's hard to believe like last year was 2021 mm-hmm. like that's crazy and now it's starting on 2022 and we're doing our first collab with another, you know, up and coming great podcast here in Columbus that is, you know, focused on what people are doing in Columbus. And there's some other, you know, Columbus based podcasts. And what I love hearing is like, 
this city is pretty badass, man. And it has grown so much since, you know, Jake and I first met in 2013. And there are so many people just here in this community that are really pumped about what they're doing in this space. And they're making it better for everybody that is living here. And I mean, if you just look at the data, this city has taken off and it's going to continue to accelerate and big companies want to come here. Um, I know that we were in contention for like Amazon's HQ2, like all this kind of stuff. Like people want to come here and do business. One, because, you know, just the quality of life is amazing. To that point, I would say like driving around is easy. Like that's that's a low key thing that kind of gets overlooked. My wife and I went and flew to California for Christmas and we left our house at 11 45 a.m. in the morning. I'm pulling out of the driveway. By 12:30, I am sitting in Chili's in the airport drinking a Bud Light. Like, come on, you cannot do that in a lot of places. So people want to come here and not just for, you know, the airport situation or whatever. That was just kind of one story that came to mind. But like the quality of life here is great. The people here, though, just make it so good. And what Jake and I have really figured out, like as we're meeting with all these people that are like way more qualified to like talk about food, we had to overcome this kind of imposter syndrome thing. And that could be really hard if everyone's assholes to you. But everyone has been so humble and genuine and gracious with their time and inviting and and so pumped to share their story with us and to help get that out to a different audience and I mean it's just been like such a rewarding uh spend of our time because again it's it's not like paying the bills but it's filling the bucket of like I don't know emotionally and like just feeling like happy and connected and all that kind of stuff so it's been it's been awesome yeah, I mean, Columbus overall is a great city, and uh, you're kind of getting at it. And one of the things I really love about it, and when I moved here, you, I mean, you're kind of hitting on it. I wanted to champion the city because I feel like people who are from Ohio or from Columbus kind of take it for granted um, and don't realize how great of a city Columbus is. But, I mean, I've lived all over. I lived in Hawaii for three years. I mean, people vacation there and want to go there. I've lived in Richmond, Virginia. I've lived in Georgia. I lived all over the place, and Columbus has, I mean, it's just a great city. It's got all kinds of stuff going on. It's growing, and it's one of the reasons we started was to kind of, you know, advocate, be advocates of Columbus, and it's just like a big city with out the big city issues um, of traffic, like you were saying, dealing with the traffic, uh, all the suburbs around here. Like, obviously, you have crime and stuff in the inner city, big, bigger city. Stuff happens. Higher population stuff happens. But we got so many great stuff inside Columbus, outside Columbus, around the suburbs and everything else. Um, without dealing with the L.A. traffic, you're not waiting in traffic. You're not dealing with all kinds of issues. If you go to the airport, wherever. You can go any north, east, south, west of town, and you can find a great restaurant, great brewery, uh, great small business to to pop your head into and check out. So definitely agree with you on all those points. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I, I think it's like you talked about before how it snowballed, like all the different people that you've met and how it 
call all turned into kind of a web. Well, that's kind of how it happened for you and I, Nick, because I obviously used to work for Bobby Sneed, who is married to Mallory, who is your friend, and we used to go to cookouts, and I used to see you there, and we would, you know, talk, play euchre, hang out, drink beer, not thinking anything of it. Bobby would always say, like, oh, yeah, Nick has this cool podcast, whatever, and at the time, I was not into any podcast at all. I always thought it would be cool to be on one, but, like, didn't think anything of it. We start this still not thinking anything of it and then Bobby reaches out to me and he's like hey you remember Nick right and I was like yeah of course and he's like well he has a podcast and you guys should like do an episode together and I was like holy shit that is a great idea like and we had just said how our in our last episode our 2022 goals were to like try to collab with more uh Columbus podcasters a try to travel or I should say B travel to like more places and meet more owners of different businesses because we don't want to focus on just you know beer and food there are so many that do that we that's a good part for us but like we also want to get involved with everything else so any type of businesses and stuff interview those people everyone has such a cool story and like you don't realize that until you get into a room with the person and you start just shooting the shit asking questions like I'm not sure many people in the world maybe knew how your podcast started, but guess what? They just found out how badass it was that you just were coworkers, and then, hey, here you are a little bit later. I, th- I That's the best part about doing this. We've met, we've met so many people, and we haven't been doing it even as long as you guys, and here we are, you know, collabing on an episode that hopefully gets big. We don't want to get rich either. It's just something fun for us to do, and you know, get information out to people. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, let's not get it twisted. We do want to get rich. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I just didn't want to say it because oh, we'll I didn't want it. to be that guy, but I would love to quit my we, job and just do this full time. We'll yeah. be getting we be getting poor, baby. You know <laughs> but, what I'm saying right now, but we'll be getting rich later. But but the way that we started looking at this is we're not gonna get rich by uh, you know, getting like super sponsors to come in and pay us hundreds of millions of dollars Joe Rogan style to be like exclusive on some platform you know we're not even going to make money off like sponsorships and all this other kind of stuff but where we can get rich is and where we've already gotten rich is like rich in relationships and community and some of the non-tangible stuff Um, but what we've always thought is like, we are going to come across so many opportunities just by getting out there and meeting people and connecting the dots that there are going to be ways to, you know, maybe start putting some assets on the balance sheet or to get involved in some projects that will produce some cash flow or something like that. Because, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, yeah, we, we do want this to be a profitable venture, um, and so far it, it really has been, but again, mostly in some of those non-tangible ways. Um, but we've got some things maybe on the uh, horizon that could produce some cash flow and be really cool for, for not just us, but also for that community that we're, we're trying to build. Love having things in the pipeline. There you go. Love that. <laughs> it's big. Well, I guess I'll ask kind of one of my questions now. Uh, you guys have been going for two years now. And I don't want to use the word favorite because obviously each 
person you've had on, each interview you done, you've done is unique. But what's been one of the more unique or uh, memorable interviews that you've done over the past two years? So I would say um, unique or impactful. Uh, it's It was really cool meeting with Spencer. For me, Spencer Saylor, uh, the Wizard of Zah early he had about 3,000 followers at the time he had a big long wait list two to 400 people or something like that for his pizza and just going to his house and getting to see you know the way he wanted to run his operation when he did get his brick and mortar and hearing his vision uh and you know being able to he was really he was really raw but really uh thought out I would say with with how he wanted to do it and he's definitely been able to uh, make that happen in a way that, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with like the vision and some, you know, people might look at it and be like, man, it's, it's crazy how he blew up so fast. Well, it's not that crazy if you sit down and talk to him because he's, he, it's just so, he's so concise. Uh, and he was really purposeful with what, what he was saying and how he was doing it and how he was going to go about it. And, um, nothing's perfect. I mean, he's, he's evolving as a business person, but, you know, he knows, he knows everybody and, uh, everybody knows him as well. And it's not, it's not for any other reason other than that's like, he put himself on the map. It wasn't like, oh man, like this guy came out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, he came out of nowhere if, uh, you weren't paying attention, but he did that on, on his own. So for me, Spencer was like super, uh, impactful. Um, <clears throat> we've had some amazing guests. I mean, getting to sit down with some Columbus legends in the ice, ice hockey rink, their stories were freaking hilarious, man. It was just it was just really cool uh, having them there, sharing stories, sharing a couple of drinks, and um, you know, getting to meet with Chef Lieberman, uh, opening up Chapman's. I mean, it, it it's it's tough to pick one, but everybody's got these. The one I would say the common theme, like the the most gratifying thing from any guest that we've talked to, doesn't matter from House Taco to family members to Chef Lieberman to uh, professional hockey players it's like these these people all have a vision and they just dive into it head first and they lack they lack the fear that a lot of people do when going after things and so uh you get that and you get that quite early and often it's pretty cool gumption yeah and i would say that every single episode and every single meat bucket experience has had its own characteristic that when Jake and I get in the car afterwards, whether we're driving in the same car or we get in our own separate vehicles and then call each other immediately, we're like, holy shit, that was so sweet. Uh, and there's moments in each experience, and we call it a meat bucket experience you know, episode on purpose because we're not out here trying to put together podcast episodes, you know, like I could care less about like spinning up episodes and getting like listeners like obviously that stuff's valuable and at the end of the day that's a metric that you are certainly tracking as a podcaster one of our core values is we're not doing this over zoom we're not doing skype calls to get like somebody's interview we're like hey if you want to do this, let's sit down and have a meal and a beer and like chat because that's how we're going to get to know you. And that's going to be a different story than, than maybe you would get otherwise. Um, and it's been a little different with the mini series that we have rolled out. 
Uh, and that's just because, you know, some things in my life changed where it lined up for me to be able to go out and do uh, some some interviews, if you will, with restaurant owners around town. And it would also behoove me in my day job and, and help them out as well. So it's gotten a little different. But at the end of the day, it's like we need to meet in person and talk about this because there are going to be these just moments in that conversation and that experience that are like, wow, you know, like really, really cool moments. When we went to uh, Wario's and sat down with Stefan Medias, that dude is a complete badass. And he, oh my God, he was so cool with his time. And he is a busy, busy man. So we go in there at like 8 o'clock at night into uh, his sandwich shop over there on Nationwide Boulevard. And he's in there after hours grinding it out, cutting up Jardinera, curing his meats, uh, getting the seasonings ready. Like he's working and he's also like, hey guys, come in, we'll do this. And he put out a full spread of charcuterie and everything else right there on uh, the big butcher block in his kitchen. And we just sat down and, and carved up an episode and he cooked us these sandwiches. And I left there, I was like, oh my God, like what a cool freaking hobby this is to be able to go meet somebody like that and have that experience and we're still like so tight to these days and we're talking about doing a meat bucket Wario's collaboration on a sandwich and all this really cool stuff. So it's hard to pick one, but oh, yeah. in each one you can pick something about it that was like so memorable. Like Mike Lang down in Dayton, we go on his grill deck. He's a uh, freelance photographer and he's got his own blog called Another Pint Please. But he is contracted with Weber Grills, and he had probably 20 different types of charcoal grills on his grill deck, and he fires up five of them and cooks different meats on all of them, and we sit down there and, like, have a day. I was like, that was crazy. are you kidding me? We like, should have hit that pool that day. It was, like, it was damn near 100 skill. degrees. Oh, my God. It was just – and he was so happy to have us there, and he's got his, like, cameras out and his, like, big lights, and he's having us hold, like – I don't even know what you call them. But like, I have no idea. Reflectors, reflector. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. We know what you're talking. About. I mean, I've like been Sean's, in the business a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean's done that before. It sounds like. <laughs> I mean, he holds reflectors up. <laughs> how? If we want to go just down memory road here, House Taco. Jake and I go there in January. Uh, Zach is cooking up food out of his little apartment, and it's like icy and snowy. And we had never talked to this dude on the phone. We had never met him in person. And we show up, and he opens the door, hands us a couple house-made margaritas, and he's like, let's have a time. And we're like, yes, mm -hmm. let's do it. And we just had a great conversation. And and it's cool to see him take that uh, passion that he has and now have a brick and mortar and to be expanding his customer base. I mean, all these things have just been so, so memorable and rewarding in every single way. Man, I mean, I can't wait to get there someday. We'll have these great stories. I was going to say, right now, we've interviewed just a... I mean, we've interviewed some great people, and our 2022 is lining up to interview even more great people. But, like, just hearing all the different people that you guys have hooked up with, and, like, I keep going back to the snowball effect, like you said, where you just... You meet one person who knows this person who knows this person, and you can get involved and do all that kind of stuff. To me, that's just super badass and i'm hopeful that we can get to that point uh, yes just crack you can there. hey you can if, if <laughs> no you, and if we will want to we we that's our goal we want to and we will i feel confident in that and 
this is just the beginning. I mean, we're just starting 2022, and one of our goals, like I said, was to collab with other podcasts, and here we are. Already seven days in. Already stepping into the ring like it's nothing. Right off the rip. That's it. That's all we know how to do is just do things off the rip. Um, what else you got? You know, I don't want to ask a crazy amount of questions just because I don't. I know Sean has some questions stuff too. I don't know if you guys have any whatever, but uh, one thing I do want to ask uh as well is if you. I know you guys do a lot of cooking and stuff from the butcher and the grocer, like the meats and stuff that you get. What is your guys' favorite form of cooking? I I love I have a couple smokers outside. I got my grill and everything. I'm in the process of purchasing an offset smoker, like the old school, old school. You know, you got to build the fire, the yeah. charcoals, everything. Cause yeah. I love doing all that kind of stuff. It's one of my favorite hobbies. Uh, so I guess the biggest thing is, what I'm getting at is your favorite form, whether it's grilling, smoking, open flame, oven, cast iron skillet, you know, wh- whatever you guys like to do the best. Um, I think for me, my favorite is going to be just hitting the standard grill. Uh, doing a, If I'm doing a big piece of meat, I'm low and slow. Maybe hit it with a little bit of smoke. I don't think... <clears throat> I think there's a common misconception with like smoking where you have to like put like a ton of smoke on it. It's like, please don't do that. Just make sure the meat is tender. And uh, I, I just love being out of the grill. The grill to me is as primitive as, 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 as it can be. I don't use a gas grill. I use charcoal. I know a lot of people use big green egg. Uh, and uh, there's some other grills out there that, you know, the Weber grills and Traeger is doing their own thing with the pelts and all that. But I just like starting the fire, uh, and there's plenty of ways to do it. There's plenty of grills to do it with, and I love to stand around it. And I think that's just the cook and the conversation is always going to take the cake for me. It doesn't matter what you want to cook. I'll cook fish, chicken, pork, beef. Doesn't matter. I'm I'm I'm, I'm for it. But I'm I'm gonna go grill a hundred percent of the time. Okay, I like that. And and honestly, I have a gas grill. But there's been times when I we had a charcoal grill in college. We set it out in our front lawn, and you know, but that was some of the best times because you got to get the fire going. It's a longer process. When I'm using my gas grill, I go out, flick it on, the flames up, give it about five minutes to get to three hundred degrees. Plop my stuff on, you know. It's there's and I'm usually doing it by myself. But it, there's something about the charcoal where y- it's actually like you said, a primitive process where you're going out there. You got to wait for the flame to go. That's I, I really do enjoy that. It's a it's a badass way to cook shit. That's for sure. Especially, especially if you're uh, you're into it and you're good at it. It takes time. It's not like you're gonna go get a charcoal grill. You get a kettlebell from Weber and you can figure it out within like at least a couple of days if you can. But uh, it's not it's not gonna throw anybody off. I mean, go go try it. Don't be scared of yeah, that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'll circle back on a, a point that Jake made with this old bastard over at uh, Roosters. Do you, man, like cook whatever you want to do, like however you want to cook it. And if you enjoy it, I do think certain forms of uh, these belches are getting out of hand. Uh, Certain it'll get worse, too. Let me tell you, certain forms of cooking definitely have certain attributes that are really cool and that you're not going to get from other ways of cooking. But I think, um, you know, staying on the theme that, that I've trying to been talk about here, which is 
more of the soft skills and the intangible stuff. Like my favorite form of cooking is doing it either for somebody that we're going to enjoy a meal together, or even if it's for myself or whatever, but it's like, it's not necessarily the style of cooking that I enjoy, but it's like the process yeah. of cooking and, uh, and, and the outcome of, of being able to enjoy a meal with, with somebody, uh, share a meal together and have a good experience. But I will say to your point, um, something I, I have noticed over my meat smoking career, I'm kind of getting a little bit out on smoking meats. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm losing a little bit of my enthusiasm for it, but the offset smoker, I still, it's such a romantic idea to be able to build a fire. Like Traeger is great because you can, you don't have to think about it. You, you, you know, season your meat well, throw it on there and let it ride and look at your app occasionally and make sure it's all good. And then it tells you when it's done. That's going to be really good for a lot of people that want to have some smoked meats at the end of the day, but they don't, you know, they don't necessarily want to stand outside and, and, you know, cure a fire and maintain a fire the whole time. But I like that. I like spending a Saturday sitting out, drinking some beers, hanging out with people and like, yeah, the meat's cooking, but you're not really doing much to it. You're, you're maintaining a fire. There's something primitive about that that I think is pretty cool. Um, I love cooking on a cast iron. Sous vide's a fun way to cook these days. I What's that? love a sous vide. I've got one and I, I haven't done vegetables yet, but someone told me that is the best way to cook vegetables of all time. Like asparagus, broccoli. What's a sous vide? That sounds like a receptionist. Water cooking, basically. Yeah, you're 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 slow cooking uh something in a water bath, but it's going to be in a vacuum sealed bag, so it's not like exposed to the water. Uh, I think it has roots in like French cooking. Sounds like, like how we cooked our eggs in the military. Yeah, big bag of scrambled <laughs> eggs that you yeah. throw in some water. Yeah. Yeah, that's sous vide. But <laughs> what's cool about it, Sean, is you can take a... Uh, oh, he's absolute so... <laughs> party pal. <laughs> you can take a... Uh, you have to get up and get the next round now. You take a piece of meat and you set the temperature of the water bath, and it's never going to get over that temperature. So, you know, a steak... If you want to cook it perfectly to 135 degrees and get wall-to-wall coverage on that where it's not like gray on the on the rims and then like maybe raw in the middle, you throw it in a sous vide. You can cook it in there for as long as you want. We did an episode with, uh, again, Chef Andrew Smith, and he cooked some uh, beef ribs for 52 hours. And you have this machine that kind of sits in. It's called a circulator. It sits in the water bath and it moves the water around and keeps it to temp on a digital thermometer. So it's it's never going above the heat threshold that you set. So you can't overcook it. What you can do is if you cook a steak sous vide at 135 degrees for 10 hours, it's not going to eat like a steak. It's not going to have that chew. It's going to become more like uh, like a pot roast type, you know, uh, texture to it. So you can overcook stuff that way, but you're not going to like burn it. Now, what happens is when you take it out of the vacuum sealed bag, it's going to look very unappetizing because it's just been kind of like not steaming, but it's there's no they call it that Maillard reaction. Are you familiar with that? No, that's that, that brown crust that you get on any meat that you cook, like in a skillet or if you put it on a grill, right? When the 
there's a chemical reaction that happens where the outside of that that protein or even I think vegetables, I don't know if it's the same thing, but like that char, that's that has a ton of flavor. And so when you pull it out of this uh, sous vide, you do need to then sear it and get some color on it or else you're going to be serving up a gray steak that would still be cooked appropriately and it'd, it'd probably taste good, but no one wants to see a sloppy gray steak on it, their plate. And I will say, because I made that mistake when I first got my sous vide, I cooked it in there and I was like, okay, it's absolutely <laughs> done right now. So <laughs> plate that bitch up. It is the gamiest like because it sits obviously in its own juices the whole time and kind of cooks in that as well in the water, you have to sear it to get, like you said, that reaction and get that like charred flavor because then it actually tastes like it's supposed to. If you just straight up serve <laughs> it out of the water, oh my god! Let me tell you, if I, I was I told my wife I was like this is gonna be so good. It's so <laughs> yeah. sweet. I heard it's so fantastic. Cooked it up, put it on the plate. And I was like, all right, let's both, like, cut it at the same time and and eat it or whatever. And she took a bite, and we both looked at each other, and I was like, oh, hell no. I don't know what I just cooked, but this is disgusting. I, I immediately chalked it up. I was like, this meat is bad. <laughs> <laughs> because I, bad did, I didn't want to believe that having to sear it after you've done yeah. that was a part of the process. But 1,000%, that is like probably the most important step the most important hundred percent some other factors that go into it is like you know pasteurization killing off the bacteria that's on on meat that's unhealthy for you to eat uh it's a it's a factor of both time and temperature so again like you can cook a pork chop to a lower degree of heat like everyone's going to say oh you got to cook it 140 or 145 degrees there's some truth to that but if you cook it to 130 degrees and you cook it in there for six hours, those bacteria are still dead. You know what I mean? Like, so you can pasteurize something by cooking it longer at a lower temperature and then maintain some of the moisture and the texture profiles that you're going for, which is pretty cool. Um, off the sous vide topic, but the only way that I absolutely despise cooking, like if someone's like, gives me a recipe that requires this, I just immediately want to barf. It's probably because I've just had a bad experience, but like a crock pot, it just grosses me out like beyond belief i don't think that it's well like all the recipes that you see like from i don't know buzzfeed or like yummy or like some of those videos that you see online they're like oh take like a packet of ranch dressing toss it on a chuck roast and like a bottle of water and cook it and i'm like oh my god it just grosses me out so bad that's the only way i would say i hate cooking otherwise anyway guys I can understand that. I do have. I am. I do have a Traeger. Um, I haven't had it for a year now because I live in an apartment, so I have missed it a lot. And I do understand what you're saying about the ease of it, but that's part of why I like it because, honestly, the wife can use it, and that was my favorite part about it because when we were using it, when I wasn't in an apartment, we were grilling probably three to four times in a week just grilling because the wife knew how to turn the Traeger on to heat it up, cook some burgers on there, which is way better than, I mean, it's still grilled burgers. It's obviously, you know, not just throwing it on the oven or in the cast iron or whatever. It's, you know, still on the grill. So that was, 
I understand the downfall of it because of the ease, but I also love it because of the convenience because it's super, super simple and easy to do. And I have one of the older ones where I can't like change it with my phone and all that stuff. Like I got to go out and turn it on and do all the, do all the mechanical bullshit. You poor guy. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they're, (laughs) I know. And it, Thinking what of what you? I spent back then, now, geez, they get so much more for their money. <laughs> hey, I've never had a bad meal off a of Traeger, I'll tell you that. That's 100% truth. Sorry. Yeah, it's the truth. So you guys have kind of alluded to it a little. Uh, any big goals or any big plans for 2022 for the meat bucket? I That think, you can divulge here? Yeah, I mean, we, we can share some stuff. At the end of the day, we want to keep doing what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. And just do do more of it and get better at our craft because really the core of what we're doing is meeting with people and, and getting to know them and also producing a, a good audio quality type show that people actually want to listen to. Um, I think it's been hard with COVID uh, to listen to podcasts because for me it was a driving thing, you know, driving to work or whatever. That was a good time to do it. So. I think that if you're going to ask for somebody to listen to your shit, it better be good and it better have some kind of value for them. So we want to continue to deliver really good, entertaining value and informative value to uh, the listeners of the show. And we also want to uh, continue to meet with with guests and help pump their stories and find really cool people in Columbus that are either up and coming or that are like starting a new project or Maybe just some hidden gems around town that haven't gotten a ton of exposure. Um, we do have some ideas uh, in the Web3 space to, to, to get involved and help independent restaurants. Because at the end of the day, most of our guests are independent restaurant operators and owners and, and chefs. So, I don't know, are you guys hip, hip to Web3, crypto, NFT world, metaverse stuff? I have a couple. I have some money and some crypto. I've got like some erith or ethereum and i also have some doge that from a long time ago i'm yeah. just sitting on and uh i have some uh, uh something yt i don't know what it's called I, I have a little bit in that but besides that i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not in it yeah i mean i understand the concept and i know i've been reading up on the nft space and blockchain and all that um, as a logistician and supply chain, I understand blockchain a little bit more, but yeah. Well, we just think there's maybe an opportunity that we're exploring that could help some of these independent restaurant operators, like, you know, get on the cutting edge of something that seems to be inevitable. Um, because right now they're, most of them are hardly in the fucking current internet. Like, <laughs> you know, you go to their website and they have like, you know, a maybe digital menu, maybe, maybe they probably it. have yeah. like a PDF menu or, or maybe, you know, they don't even have a website or whatever. And, and God bless them. They are so busy. You know, something that I've learned uh, in this space, in this journey is like, when you think about a restaurant, do you know how many like business operations and functions that they touch every single one? They're not just cooking food. They're also hiring and staffing and, and the whole HR and compliance piece they have every single person we talk to like oh my god the amount of like just technical and mechanical issues that pop up plumbing 
you know, the grill, the, the whole kitchen situation, like our bar, they also have to have technology. Like they have to be really good at supply chain and ordering and yep. inventory. Like they do everything. And the amount of revenue they bring in is like usually pretty small, especially when you compare it to like, I, I was listening to something in, don't quote me on these numbers, but it'll give you an idea of, of the uh, the concept of the story. Like a restaurant on a given month, they're bringing in, let's call it a hundred grand of revenue, total top line revenue coming in the door, hundred grand, and their margins are razor thin on all of that. And they have all those pieces of that puzzle that I just mentioned. A convenience store that sells soda, chips, dip cigarettes which are making a comeback uh beers the biggest comeback <laughs> you know what i mean and they they staff like two people that uh, you know aren't of the highest quality uh of employee mm-hmm. all the time i'm sure you've been in some of these places they're pulling in seven hundred thousand dollars of revenue and their margins are pretty fat like you know what i mean and they're so that's when I went back to that passion, you know, that, that labor of love that these people are doing. So it's hard for them to have like some interest in time to get into web three. It's hard for even like us guys sitting around, like half, you know, you don't, you don't even know what one of your crypto investments is called. So like, <laughs> I'm just saying Robin hood is so great. You just throw money at it and it makes you money. There's it's a cool opportunity so to help, help people like maybe, get into something that seems to be inevitable. That's all I'll say on that point. But um, that's just like one project that comes to mind. But other than that, I, I think, and Jake, hop in. Like, what do you think? Are there some, let's just real-time workshop it. Are there some goals that you have or some ideas that? I want to have uh, 12 episodes this year. One episode a month. Experience episodes. Experience episodes. So just making sure we we meet with at least one new business or person a month together. Uh, that's important. It's tough to do. I mean, it's a, it's a time. It takes time. Uh, as you know, you've got children. You've got a child, and with Everyone, child, the, the the audience knows there's <coughs> another on the way. So, so you know, it's a, uh, it's not it's not terribly easy to carve out a couple hours. But later, like if we can do like later episodes like this, then it's prime time for me, man. This is where, where my where I shine. I let when my soul shine. The, when the kids are in bed, it it's a complete game changer. I know. It, you feel like free again yeah so yeah so this is when i want to do that and uh try to get 12 experiences out this year for me that would be that would be a a good thing shit yeah solid we just got a meat bucket new year resolution right there we're here together that can pretty much count as one one. (laughs) there There you go i have one last question uh which has absolutely nothing to do with uh your podcast, our podcast. Well, then we don't want to talk. We don't want to talk. I <laughs> saw this on the internet the other day, and I was like, "Okay, this is actually kind of funny." And I would love to, because everyone has their own system. Okay, so the question is, hangover cure. Okay, now you get one drink that will help cure you, one food item, and what show you're laying on the couch to watch. When you're really struggling, so right. that's that's the question. I feel like this is so different for everybody. It could be super interesting. So that's why I was like, I want to hear every. Because to be honest with you, I'll start with mine, which I'm asking you guys. But just for some uh, an, an example, I guess you could say, my food is a hot dog. 
Oh, my wow. drink is a coffee, and they have to be like done together. I know it's super weird. And then I need to be like watching something that is going to put me to sleep. So like, give me the most bore. Give me Bob Ross on TV. Mm. I love Bob. Don't get me wrong, but he's putting me to sleep in fourteen seconds. So, and I know coffee and sleep really don't go together, but for me, it does. So it's coffee, hot dog, Bob Ross. <laughs> So, <laughs> incredible. It's, yeah, every, and that's why this is going to be so great because everyone's going to be so different. So I'm really looking forward to this answer. Good on you for that, and thanks for sharing uh, idea for you. I don't know if you've seen this. You probably like to grill your dogs, or I like cooking them in butter in the cast iron. But what you could do is you could boil your dogs in your coffee pot. And then remove them and then make coffee with the hot dog water. And now you've got a little hot dog essence in your coffee while you're eating your dog and listening to Bob Ross paint happy trees. As disgusting as that sounds, I feel like I absolutely have to try that. Now. Yes. It's like a limp biscuit kind of thing going on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna do it in a Keurig, but I'll <laughs> Well, okay. Just Here's what you do in. then. You just boil. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to boil the water with the hot dogs in it. And then, then pour it, it into the into Keurig. The Keurig <laughs> yes. And then just kind of go from there. I feel yeah. like. Your wife will never forgive you for that hot dog. Yeah. She'll be so Don't pissed. tell her. I'm going to have to buy a new Keurig. Yeah, like, I'm just going to buy a separate like a one. One, one pot for this hangover. Babe, do you know where the hot dog water Keurig went? <laughs> <laughs> Babe, why, did, why does this coffee taste like hot dogs? Oh, Don't worry about nothing. it. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to watch some Bob Ross real quick. Let's just testing something. So what are you at, Nick? So it's a, a food, a drink, and a show. Because I was going to say, hit the sauna, have some sex, and take a nap. Those would be my three, you know, oh, wow. cures to a hangover. I have a full sauna in the basement, so I like to get in there. So my drink would just be water. I don't understand when people drink coffee when they're hungover. Like Jake's brother, Nick, he's, you know, we wake up from an absolute bender of a weekend, and he's like, I need coffee right now. I'm like, dude, the amount of dip in alcohol I've had in my esophagus is toast. I don't need coffee. So good on you for wanting the coffee. But I think my, my drink is going to be either vodka or water. Okay. I yeah. Yep. I don't like the whole Bloody Mary situation. Like I can maybe do one, but I like the vodka that's in a Bloody Mary if I'm hungover. So I would maybe just do do some vodka food-wise. I don't know, Canes or Skyline typically hits the spot wow. for me. Some and, grease. Yeah. And then shows. Hmm, that's tough. I'm up for suggestions. Yeah. Nobody has a show. Like a I mean, it's one of those things. I'm throwing where, like, on Seinfeld. When you're yeah. really hungover, are you really trying to concentrate? Nah. No. Exactly. So that, it's got to be something yeah. either you've seen like a thousand you times. You get into like an Ozark or like a you know, no. a Yellowstone, you know, some drama. You got to put on something mind numbing. How about The Office? The Office. I, I was like just going to say that. Because you can get a couple laughs, kind of get, get the feel get goods the breathing going. going. You feel like you're a little <laughs> bit alive. <laughs> and then. Then you can kind of, yeah, fall back and be like, all right, I can rest. Yeah. Knowing that this is on. You know what I mean? So water or vodka, what was the food? Canes or, Canes or Skyline. Skyline. Canes or Skyline. And then we're saying The Office. The Office, you. yeah. Okay. Shawnee Boy? 
Oh, uh, mong is definitely water. In college, it was Gatorade, but now anytime I drink Gatorade, it just reminds me of being hungover. So mm. no more Gatorade. Pain. Yeah. Uh, food. I'm gonna say the cold pizza from the night before that I didn't finish. Mm. And show is definitely gonna be Planet Earth or anything with David Attenborough narrating it. Yeah. So what happens if you didn't have pizza the night before though? Uh, if I didn't have pizza the night before, I'm probably going, shoot, I don't know, like, probably like toast with jam, uh, something oh, light, dude. That's as, yeah, way. that's as bad you as a hot dog with coffee. Jeez. Here's the thing. When I'm hungover, <laughs> I don't want to eat, dude. I don't, I don't want to eat. But so everyone knows that that is, I mean, besides drinking all over again, that's like, Right. The easiest way to feel back to a being alive. What a bagel with cream cheese. I was going to say, yeah. what about a bagel? I'm yeah. just thinking something something bready, See, you know? dairy? Fuck no. no can't do it. Uh, uh, give me a yeah. yogurt yeah. and... Uh, <laughs> give me a yogurt and a natural light. <laughs> and a <laughs> Turkish Royale. Sigs <laughs> <laughs> are on the comeback. There you Haven't go. you heard? They're, on, oh, yeah. they're trending. I think I might change my food to like a, a small gummy edible. Oh, yeah. That'll buddy. definitely do the trick. Oh, 100%. skirting the lines there. Yeah. I like is it that. a food? Or it is. Yeah. Or is it an illegal It's substance? not FCA <laughs> regulated, most likely, but, you know, it's it's definitely edible if you feel me. <laughs> I guess so. You can get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jake, all right, what do you got? Let's hear it. Big Jake. You I guys, can't you wait guys to are this. not going to like the first part of this. Is but it bourbon? No, it's damn near. It might be worse. Oh. Uh, so my Nick will know this. So my go-to when I get really hungover, which has been a, been a minute for me, uh, but I'll go Underberg. You guys know Underberg? No a, idea. It's a bitters. It's about uh, it's a digestive. It's a digestive, so it helps settle the stomach. Oh. It's uh from Germany. It's a small bottle. It tastes like literal shit. Uh, but I would chug one of those. Ram's piss. Yeah, it's basically ram's piss. But I I keep about uh. 40 to 80 of those in my house at like basically all time. I've got I got the Underberg Where bottle. Where the heck do you get that? You just buy them off of like uh, hippie shops the online. Black market. Yeah. <laughs> Hippieshopsonline.com. Yeah, there you can go. get them from like beer spots and like uh like high scale restaurants will have them as a an, uh, an aperitif if you will to help you digest your meal to settle your stomach okay. all the butter okay. and whatnot. Yeah. So I'll take one of those right off the rip 100% of the time. Never a doubt. It would most likely make everybody else vomit, but I'm going to do that. Um, two, uh, I'm like you, like the cold pizza thing. If it can make it to the next day, that's one thing, but I'm going to order, if I don't have cold pizza, I'm going to order a Domino's pepperoni mushroom pan pizza, a little bit thicker. It's cheap. It's like a scummy pizza. I'm going to have a lot of grease for sure. And then I'm going to watch either like the office or parks and rec, Mm. something that gets me to be, feel happy, like upbeat a little bit or really like heavy into it lately jurassic anything like the 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 one two three of the old one or the new ones i'll watch anything dinosaur because i think that's fucking tight anyways and your boy is big into the yeah dino he's game. got me way deep in the dino game but like have you ever seen uh the happy dinosaur the good dinosaur the good <laughs> yeah it's a great movie it's a great movie <laughs> yeah i saw it about 90 times with my Pretty son sad, but i almost wanted to punch my kid in the face we watched this so many times, and I bought him a doll, and then he immediately was like, fuck that, I like construction vehicles. And I was like, well, that was pretty deep for me to take it. it took, he took it all the way to, like, 11, 
59.99 that would be like the number and he's like yeah i'm done with this we're having his birthday it's like all dinosaur themes he's like yeah i kind of like construction vehicles now are you are you in paw patrol yet <clears throat> we don't let him watch that shit yet let me just tell you you think whatever you're going through right now is horrible i almost just off myself. <laughs> I watched the 500th episode of Paw Patrol, and I cannot, I cannot, I can't listen to the theme song if I have to hear "Go Marshall, Go Chase" one more time. I'm gonna absolutely lose my mind. So, so like on that that theme, if I can get it on the TV, get it away from the you know the boys, I'll throw some golf on or something because it makes me happy. But I'm not gonna smile and stuff while I watch it. I'm not like watching Tiger win the Masters, you know. I'm just like, like wow, that looks like a really cool place to be at right now. Like those, the scenery looks nice. It sets my mind in a good place, and uh, so I'll throw that on too. A little bit of golf on a Sunday. Usually that's my hungover day if I can get one. Can we ask you all a few questions? Of course, hundred percent. That was my. That was, I just that was my last one because I wanted yeah, to I, really. Yeah, I don't have any more. I want to keep us going i wanted to get that four hours of a vibe out there sure easy question yeah standard we have some standard questions we like to ask people how about this one easy we'll just keep it super simple towards the end here favorite color each of you christ uh mine's a duo scarlet and gray wow mine is uh why why though (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) mine is just red I've always liked red. I, I don't know if it had to do with the Buckeyes. My high school was red, white, and black. Those were the colors. So red's just always been the one for me. Like a nice, vibrant red? I would say it's it's more of a blood red. Oh, wow. Shit, boy. Yeah. Watch yourself. Blood. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Paw Patrol and blood red. They can smell the blood. <laughs> it's, it's a good combo together. So. You you guys kind of answered the follow up question there, which is like, what's a a memory that's tied to that color? But you said high school, and yours might be the Buckeyes. So <laughs> might be, but let's actually let's, let's the dive Saint in. Joseph Central Catholic Crimson Streaks. My high school were we also go. scarlet and gray. A couple high school fans. There that's we cool. Go. Uh, another standard question: um, current playlists if we went into your spotify or pandora or apple music or wherever you listen to your uh standard tunes what are we going to find that's like recently played that you're vibing right now i mean i fluctuate so often like if you went to me last week i was listening to a playlist called emo forever it's a, a great and playlist. Let me tell you, my son too. or daughter just binged Paw Patrol for hours. Yeah. But let me tell you, it nothing beats a little email forever playlist. <laughs> then uh, this last week, I was really on a no shoes radio kick, like a little Kenny Chesney, little like Margaritaville type vibe. I d- I don't know. I was just like, get me to. It was cold out. Get me to a beach. Get sure. no shoes on cold drink in my hand you know so i'm i'm kind of all over the place and then i mean i will admit yesterday when i was listening to some tunes i had i just had juice world flowing i'm all over the map there's nothing i don't like but i was just i'm kind of like a roller coaster one minute you get this one minute you get that just all over the place thriving exactly yeah i mean just today so really 
three things pop out for me. One was Whiskey Myers Radio today. Uh, country rock, Whiskey Myers, pretty good artist. If you never heard of him, check him out. Uh, next one would be J. Cole. J. Mm. Cole Radio. Been jamming to that a lot. J. Cole and Mac Miller. Uh, and then the last one <clears throat> is... Which, if you looked at my Spotify yearly recap, I was like in the top point zero one percent of listeners for Justin Bieber. Oh my God! Yeah, good for you. I get hey, my peaches down in Georgia. That's right. Ooh, that's I'll it. own it because Justin Bieber and that Stay song oh, that he came out with the this kid year, Leroy, was and Justin Bieber on Stay. Probably one of the songs that just ignited this podcast. So. Absolute holy shit, banger! Yeah, yeah absolute banger. I'm gonna listen so. to that on the way home. Then I guess you have to. Yeah, it's, I mean, you'll literally divert off of your route home and be like, "I need to go to the club." I will. Hundred percent. Will. That is not Justin <laughs> There it is. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, tell me this then. Netflix show you guys are watching right now, One Piece. So I've listened to your guys' episode, and any of these guys or these questions were comments. Oh. So the ones, the one that the wife and I just finished, really good, Midnight Mass on Netflix. Hmm. I really good. You'll see it in like the newly added or whatever. Um, seven episodes, one season. Season, really good. I'm not uh, on a Netflix show right now. I'm currently on a non-Netflix show, and that is Yellowstone. Sure. And it's an absolute certified banger. I've heard good things. It's, I've heard really good things about that one. I got super Chevy Koss. Yeah, I got super lucky because you have to have Paramount Plus or whatever to watch it. Don't want to pay for that. So I saw an episode playing on live TV on YouTube TV, and I was like, I'm just going to push record all. See what happens. Like, I don't, maybe they'll be completely out of order. Who knows? Whatever. Apparently, they did a marathon over Christmas. I have every episode. Winning. Nice. I mean, I just got so lucky. Let's just call that logical, logical smartness. Now, you might drink, but guess what? You made a good decision. One of the best decisions I've made. I'll check that out. You have to. It's great. Speaking of drinks, we've got a, uh, Bouncy full of dead natty lights in front of us. <laughs> Looks like a dorm room coffee table in here, which is cool. If you're going to do something a little, you know, maybe more elevated to get yourself a nice cocktail, uh, do you have a certain go-to cocktail of choice, or are you strictly a beer enthusiast? So beer is my number one. Uh, it always will be. But I do like to enjoy the occasional cocktail. I have a lot of bourbon over there, but I actually don't even like it i had a very bad experience with drinking an entire bottle and that was the it, end yeah, yeah it just doesn't <laughs> that'll it, do it yeah it just yeah but uh my favorite would be a mar- just a margarita i loved a from yabos <laughs> hell no <laughs> bakersfield <laughs> but uh no i i love a a good margarita especially in the summertime that's my go-to I, in the winter it's i'm stuck pretty much solely on beers but uh when it's warm outside that's where i i gravitate good old marg 
Uh, mine is definitely an old fashioned. I love. There's two that really stick out to me: an old fashioned or a Moscow Mule. Um, that's when I'm feeling fancy. Not go out to a nice place. I'm not getting a beer. That's what I'm getting. Or third option, if I'm in Athens, Ohio, and I'm at Lucky's, I'm getting a Baja Blast liquor pitcher. Oh wow! And let me tell you, they got a liquor pitcher that tastes exactly like Baja Blast, mm. and it's delicious. You know, Nick is married to a bobcat. Really? Uh, indeed. Yeah. There we go. That's right. Uh, OU has uh, has done me right in a lot of ways. You know, got my wife went there. But it's done me wrong in a lot of ways. Have you had a junction punch? Were you down there when the junction, before junction it was J-Bar? was not there when we were there at all. It was J-Bar? Yeah, J-Bar. Before that, it was called Junction, and they had Junction punches, and they put me down. And then went over to uh, Courtside and had about 11 JMO shots on oh. Slice well, Night. Well, that'll do you. Yeah. <laughs> Dollar God. Slice Night. Woke up at Oblenis Memorial Hospital. Mm. Oh, you did? Sorry oh, yeah. I hear that. Well, that sounds like a good weekend in Athens right there. <laughs> it was good fun. Were you on an IV? Yeah, yeah. and uh, Classic. They called me Sleeping Nick because I just... I would not wake up. They woke me up three times in the morning. They're like, hey, buds, you you got to go home. Like, we can't nah, just I let need, you sleep here. I was like, all right. And then they're like, come over here and, like, call your friends and get a ride home. I was like, all right. So I, like, peeled off the little, you know, blinking red light off my finger and pulled the IV out. And uh, – Yourself? <laughs> what kind of fucking hospital is this? It's it so Blennis. Pull, pulled it out and uh, – Creme de la creme. And walked over to the uh, – I don't know, receptionist table, whatever, this little brunette sitting there. She's <laughs> like, all right, uh, handed me over her phone. It was like, a you know, an office-type phone. And she was like, you need to call your friends and get a ride. I was like, all right. So I'm staring at this thing, like, spinning, hungover. Like, I just pulled an IV out of my own arm. And I was like, uh, thinking to myself, I don't know anyone's fucking phone number. <laughs> so I just picked the thing up, like act like I push a few buttons, hold it up to my ear, like leave a fake voicemail, and then just walk back to my hospital bed, put my IV back in, <laughs> sl- slip un- slip under the sheets, and, and just go back to bed for a little while. And then they come back over like an hour later, and they like <laughs> gently, you know, push on my shoulder, hey, like, buddy. Nick, hey, buddy, you got to go. Come over here and call your friends. And I go over there again. I was like, I don't, I don't know anyone's phone number. And uh, she's like, oh, okay. Well, here's – the cop had one of your friends like write it on this sticky note. It's in your wallet, and she gave it to me. And I called my friend Connor, and uh, he was like, "All right, I'll be there." And it took him another hour and a half, so I just went and got back in bed. And then when Connor showed up, they were like, "Oh, you're here to get Nick? We've been calling him Sleeping Nick because he literally won't get the fuck out of bed and get out of here." Uh, so yeah, that was that was my morning. Oh, he's a great place, man. That's it'll great. it'll take souls. But it'll also uh, enlighten you in the same night. That, that was my freshman year. You know, I was 18, oh, yeah. and uh, it was – I'd gotten better at drinking since yeah. then. No one no one makes it through their freshman year, whether you're at OU or not. If you go to OU to party, you're not surviving a night there, mm. especially if you're going to J-Bar. I mean, they probably well, the thing, you at least twice while you were yeah. there. Well, the thing was, like, they ordered, our friends ordered these junction punches, 
And uh, then like a few minutes later, they were like, all right, we're going to the next bar. And they all like get up like, let's go. We got to go. And I'm looking at the table and there's like four of these drinks. I was like, well, we can't waste these. So I just like hammered as much of it as I could, drank a few of those, and then then went and had the JMO shots out of those stupid fucking little shot glasses that are like, you know, half an inch. The little like jello shots. Oh my God, I'm spilling it everywhere and like ripping them and good good night. I wish I could go back now and not say margarita because I would have said sidewalk slammer. Yes, yeah. Hyper Viper. I don't know if that cons- is considered a, cocktail, a cocktail. That is but... 100% a cocktail. That's crazy. This is good. Yeah, those are the standard questions from us. Thanks for indulging. We had a soda. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> no, idea. no idea what our length turned out to be, but hopefully everyone's stuck around. Uh, two hours, ten minutes is what it sounds like. So hopefully Sheesh. everyone's stuck around. We definitely do not do the short form that you guys managed to do on your guys' episodes, but... Uh, well, the thing that's cool is y- you're truly uncut. Well, that's oh, yeah. that was our thing, is, like, we we don't like to, you know, like I said before, we don't do, it like, really any editing. We just kind of go because it feels like the true form of sure. everything. And so I don't want to just be like, oh, I had, like, 15 questions. I, I'm just going to stop, though. Like, yeah, you know, I want to actually find out and get the answers to the things that we think people want to know and we want to know as well. So it's right. You know, it's just one of those things we want to go however long it takes because that's the fun part about it. I don't, yeah, maybe not everybody wants to listen to a two hour and 10 minute episode because they're not doing a two hour and 10 minute ride or shower. What, yeah, whatever it is. (laughs) You know what I mean? You ever pod in the shower? I just listen to them. Just do what our wives do and skip the shit you don't want to listen to. Yeah, we found that out tonight. Both of our wives were like, well, yeah, we're not really into the beer segment. Skip that. We listen to the food thing. That's great. Sports segment. We hate that, too. Skip it. Then we go to the interview, and we're like, wow, these people are interesting. I'm like, fascinating. Yeah. We should just obviously cut out the beer and the sports then. (laughs) I mean, I do it. Do you, you man? Yeah, have a, yeah, you just do you. Do have a, a cheese quesadilla and some freaking curly fries. Get your ass to Roosters. There we go. I'm headed there tomorrow. Please. Well, thank you guys for coming on. We appreciate it. This has been awesome. First collab for us. First collab for you guys. That's correct. Couldn't be better. Any parting words from you guys? Stay pure and ride the bucket. Hell yeah. You guys are pure. Enjoy your uh, podcasting uh, journey because it's just going to get better and better. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for me as well. And uh, hopefully we can have you guys on again. We'd love to freaking do it. Let's grow out in the summer, man. It's oh, like in the summer. It's like 11 degrees right now. Let's rip heaters and grill some Sigs shit. are back. Yeah.